you And when I defang the viper Trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere Jeff, I already put you out I don't even know why you're out here right now Keep on talking Hey, hey, hey do me a favor Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting And you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group And Mustafa, you out here A boy of one man And I'm gonna tell you what you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast post-Clash of Champions uh, recap raw reaction, basically, right after Clash of Champions. I'm here. This is me, Hafiz, and with me, as always, is Devin. We're going to dive right in. Uh, we texted uh, briefly during the, the show just uh, about the what we found out about pre-show, basically, which I was right. shocked to find out. Yes. Um, it was going to be AJ and Cedric Alexander for the United States Championship pre-show. And you picked this as match of the night, show right. stealer. And then maybe it'll start the show as well, that it'll kick off the show but not be a pre-kickoff show. Come on, man. Like, that's just that's just, that's just just wrong. To me, like, like when I texted you, I said it was just disrespectful. I felt like to, it is. to both of those guys. Yes. Like, it's crazy. Like, Especially AJ Cedric, Styles, but to yeah. both of those guys. Yeah, Cedric is in, in his hometown facing yeah. for the United States Championship against AJ Styles. and oh, Come on, man. And it went, what, like maybe eight minutes? It did. It did. You know, like, it was, it was short. It was short. And AJ just kind of dominated him. He and did. I was just like. You look, you look strong. You look good. I can't complain yeah. about that aspect of it. But it's just the whole. You know, you know why would it be pre kickoff for AJ Styles too? Makes no sense. I, I just, I just don't get it. You know, and and it feels like that would have been a perfect matchup to start the show versus the matchup that yes. they ended up having start the show. I mean, I'm not against the tag team championship match because you have a bunch of guys who can go and some popular guys. You got your, you know, the face of the company right now, Seth Rollins, you know, one of the most popular characters in Braun Strowman. You got a, just a worker, just a workhorse guy in Dolph Ziggler. And you got Robert Roode, who's like, you know, was at one time super popular. And it looks like they're trying to build him back up and he can go as well. So um, it, it, it has the right fixings, but I don't know. I just feel like, the way that I've seen these opening matches go before two guys that can wrestle at the pace that AJ and Cedric can go. It just feels like it sets the right pace. Cause with the match they ended up having with the ending, well, we'll get into the the breakdown of, of everything, but I just feel like AJ and Cedric, you know, to, to your point, you know, being a potential match dealer, gosh, just let it open the show. You know, like I don't, I don't, I didn't understand that. Yeah, I understand that. I and I found bad. out during was, the show. Like, I didn't even know yeah, until. Yeah, I was, they, I was like, oh, my God. Spoiler alert. Spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That that part sucked. Like, this whole pay-per-view was just weird, man. It was a weird show. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Spoiler why would alert, you assume AJ show. Styles would be on a, pre, pre, on a pre-show? Because I, re- yeah. I don't really watch the pre-show anymore. Unless no. it's something of note, like. Like this, like, if, oh, if wow. If they would have said this, like, up front, you know, like, during Raw or SmackDown and said, hey, pre-show, you know, will be AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander. I might yeah. have made the effort to see it. But typically, no, I don't I don't 
look for pre-show matches because I just figure if, if it's not good enough to be on the main card, then why am I watching it, you know? So now it's kind of shifting to where <laughs> they're just throwing, like, even really good matches. They, they're yes. saying, you know what, the hell with it. We're just going to put this on pre-show. I'm like, what? A United States title match. Dude. That class of champions on a pre-show, and you give it, like, eight minutes. It like, was, oh, my God. Yeah. Of all the matches that you could have had been – I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like none of the championship matches should have been pre-show. I feel like if it's called the show is called Clash yeah. of Champions, so all the belts should be on the line in the main pay-per-view. So basically, it they, like you had plenty of time too. The show was over by nine thirty or nine twenty-five. They could have fit. They could have fit it. They could have fit, <laughs> fit it. They really could. have. <laughs> Why did yeah, it need to be a pre a pre-show? The AJ Styles of United States, <sighs> man, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, if. To me, honestly, it feels like false advertising, honestly, because they said every belt will be on the line yes. at this card. Yep. And the main card did not have every belt on the line. Like, you can make a case for 205 Live and say, well, it's not really on Raw or SmackDown. 205 Live is its own thing. So, fine. I, even that one, I'm kind of like, it should be on the main card because it's a championship, but whatever. Yeah. But the United States Championship, that's clearly you know, a championship on, on Raw right now. So to have that not be at your pay-per-view where you're de- de- everyone is defending their titles, it's like, so does it not matter? You, that one doesn't count as, as part of it, you know? Because, I mean, you talked about before how, like, you know, when guys are on pre-show, they're not getting the same royalties as they do no, no, when they they're don't. on the main card. Yes. So that's another thing. pre-show. Exactly. Right. So, man, y'all do, like, AJ's house. On a business expert, had to take some type of deal or something for this. Like he had to have like a side ex- deal. Like exactly, all right, AJ, you man, know, he like, is right. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. But yeah, yeah Cedric is screwed on that one because he's not. He doesn't have that cachet. So, no, yeah. no, man, he don't have that pool, man. That ta- not that type of stroke, man. Because AJ Styles, he was your WWE champion for over a year. Yep. You know your longest SmackDown reigning champion yep. on the on the WWE side, man. It's it's insane. It's crazy, man. That. You know, for Clash of Champions, I was in the Clash of Champions mood, so I watched yeah. 2017 Clash of Champions, Ooh. and that was the SmackDown exclusive one when Gender and AJ Styles main evented. Oh wow! It was the last match and main evented. It was a damn good match too, and it was a oh, damn. Oh, that was the card. main. Oh, well, because it was SmackDown only, right? It, right, right. right. it was a SmackDown sense, yeah. exclusive at the time. Yeah. This is when they were yeah. doing the uh, the the, the exclusive true brand split, yeah, exactly. exclusive pay per views. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, man, you know, I was just watching that, and I'm. Then I go from main event in in two years. You're in a pre-show. Pre-show, <sighs> man. Yep. yep. AJ Styles, like arguably one of the best Mount like Mount Rushmore of like current day wrestling wrestlers for sure. He's like yeah. one of the top. You could put him in the category of top five for sure, if not higher for a lot of people. So yeah, that's just crazy. You know, it kind of goes back to what was happening with Shinsuke. You know, for a while there, where he was getting on pre-show or even not on the card at all. You know, to now AJ Styles is in that same boat. Like, what's going on? I don't, I don't get it. I mean, right, maybe man. it's just a one-show thing. You know, I, I, I would doubt that he's pre-show at Hell in a Cell. Um, you know, but, nah, but who knows? It's, man, it's like anybody's fairest game. No, if you at can do point. that, to AJ Styles, right? Like, right. damn, AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah, Styles. I'm, I'm still. Just tripping on that part, man. And I know, that's, that's your favorite wrestler too, man. Right. And they just did him favorite active that. wrestler, and he's on a pre-show kicking it off, man, for the United States Championship against Alec Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Alexander. Yep. in his hometown. Yep. 
And that's what y'all do to them, to both Charlie of them got like that. no love tonight. We'll talk about that yeah. a little bit, too. They just couldn't win tonight, man. Oh, boy. Um, all right. So let, let's go ahead and dig in. I kind of want. So we talked about um, AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. Um, we really don't got to go into much detail with this unless you want to break down the match a little bit deeper. I just feel like the more important aspect of it was just how the, it even got to be pre-show and just our reactions to that. But no, nah, we don't I need mean, to go any. I think I think the listeners heard the frustration. Right. So, you know, AJ Styles retain. That's all yeah. you really need to know. Yep. Uh, check it out. You know, it's it's worth seeing just to show love to AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. And I don't know, maybe, you know, people tuning into that, you know, on the on the right. network. For what it was, it was think. still a good, solid match. You know, yeah. AJ Styles and Cedric, it was a good, you know, it was a good dominant show from AJ. I from AJ. That. Yes, that's, yes, that's how I felt. I felt like AJ definitely dominating that matchup. Um, you know, phenomenal forearm. Uh, he did the Styles Clash and just like with authority, put him down. He got uh, they got a beat down too uh, of uh, on Cedric Alexander at the end yeah. after the pinfall, just to kind of send a message a little further to him that you know it's not your time. Um, you know, which I think it'll definitely continue. Probably on Raw, we'll see a rematch of that matchup, and it'll be a better match than what we saw like Clash of Champions, which Clash of Champions, which is kind of crazy. To, to think about that the, the a raw rematch will potentially be better than the pay-per-view <laughs> match, but that's just kind of where we're at, I guess, with this. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, we'll leave that one at that. Um, the other pre-show matchup was the 205 Live, uh, the Cruiserweight Championship matchup. Um, so we had, um, gosh, who was it? It was Lince Dorado. Uh, we had, oh, man, I don't have that pulled Alberto up, actually. Carrillo and then... Uh, yes. And Drew Gulak. Drew Gulak, thank you, thank you. You know what's crazy, too, is this tells you that this is not, it doesn't matter. So when I go to the WWE Clash of Champions recap, it's actually not on their page. Oh, like, wow. they don't, oh, actually, no, I see it now, it's at the top. Never mind, never mind. I, I, I apologize to the WWE. <laughs> it actually is there. You know, it was just kind of hard to see it at first, so it is there. But, yes, the WWE Cruiserweight Championship matchup, Drew Gulak, Humberto Carrillo, and Lince Dorado. Um, and yeah, just uh, I didn't see the matchup because again I didn't watch the the pre-show, but uh, Drew Gulak did end up retaining. We saw the little bit of a recap during the show, so they showed that happen. Um, it looked like Umberto Carrillo was about to get the pinfall, but then Drew Gulak pulled him out of the ring, yeah. uh, got the pin on Lince Dorado, and retained his title in that way. Um, so we both picked Drew Gulak to win, um, right? You picked Drew Gulak, right? You didn't uh, pick yep, Umberto. I did. Okay, yeah. yeah. We went like four straight. Basically, I mean, pretty much all but one matchup we all we both called the same way. So, and I was I was anticipating, I was waiting for that match just to see what would happen. I'm like, I wonder who's going to be right on that one. So, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, Drew Gulak retaining. I think it was a good move for them, just business wise, having Drew Gulak uh, continue to be champion while they kind of merge the cruiserweight championship with NXT potentially and have both of those on on the live show and on the network for now. Um, you know, I think Drew Gulak is a good fit for that for that title. Any any kind of quick hits on that before we move on? No, I think it's just you know a great idea that NXT will absorb two hundred five live, and then you know you got Gulak is going to be handling that division and see what he can do, and maybe he'll bounce around on uh, NXT main roster as well. You never know. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's probably what I'm most uh, excited for. There is some of those guys uh, from Two Five Live just wrestling with you know the current NXT superstars. I think that's a great mix um, for the show that for people who don't want any BS, like the ads keep saying, which is kind of a still funny thing to me to me to see. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for those cruiserweights to jump over there. I think it'll be a great fit. All right, so let's move on to the main card um, for Clash of Champions. So we had to open up the show. We talked about it a little bit briefly. It was the Tag Team Championship matchup, the Raw Tag Team Championship matchup, that is. Um, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode uh, going against the defending champs, Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Um, so, yeah, this matchup, I mean, we, we both picked uh, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler to yep. win this match. Um Kind of figured maybe something would happen between, you know, Braun and Seth in terms of chemistry or lack thereof. Um, and at first, they, you know, they worked well together. You know, they, they um, Braun was really dominant in the beginning. Um, Seth would come in and also, too, look dominant at times. Yeah. But you, you had kind of, um, I, I guess, it, it towards the end is where it broke down a little bit. It was a brief moment where Braun pushed. I forget who it was. I think it was Dolph. He pushed Dolph into Seth and knocked Seth down. And then Robert Roode took advantage of that situation to then get the pinfall in the one, two, three. Um, I thought this matchup, even though it was kind of entertaining, it went kind of quick. Like, I don't know. I felt like it just kind of the, the finish came out of nowhere. And I was like, wait, it's over. That's it. You know, it just left me with that feeling. And it, it, it just, again, I think an AJ Cedric Alexander matchup give them a chance to go back and forth, you know, make it a more even matchup and get the crowd into it, you know, for yeah. the hometown guy. I feel like that would have felt a lot better and, and give them more time, obviously. They give them eight minutes. Let's give them, you know, the full, let's say 13, 14 minutes, 15 minutes even maybe. Um, but this matchup, it just feel like it, it felt like it went so quick. I don't have the runtime in front of me, but it felt like it was just kind of done, like when that ending happened. So what, what were your thoughts on this? Man, I was kind of like half in, half out on this match, cause I, I don't know if it, if it was like the crowd was really getting into it for me, cause sometimes yeah, like you know, a crowd can can help out with a match, and it seemed like it just stayed in one gear, one gear at times, and I, I don't know the way I felt because it was predictable too. Like I knew the mm-hmm. outcome, and we knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler win, you know, and pretty much to what we said, to it would be some some sort of lack of chemistry. And you saw that one spot. He's doing this shoulder stack, uh, shoulder tackle, and either he got Rob, Robert Roode. No, it wasn't Robert Roode. It was Dolph Ziggler, and Dolph Ziggler mm-hmm. bumped into Seth Rollins. He capitalized and did his uh, glorious DDT. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. It's their their champions. Let's see where this goes. But I don't have any high expectations though. I think that's why, mm. because you know uh, how the tag team division is. I don't really care about. It. Mm. Yeah, I mean, great point because the it's just a makeshift tag team that they put together. So this team is going to have to earn some respect. Yeah. And you know, beating another makeshift team in a matchup that just seemed kind of you know contrived to make more drama. For you know the main event of the pay per view, it just I don't know. It just it didn't feel like it meant anything. It felt like we were just playing hot potato for the title, you know, just because. And that that yeah. sucks. You know that sucks. Whereas I mean we we I, I got to bring them up. You know AEW and what they're talking about with the tag team division and really caring about that division. Like it just seems like a polar opposite still right now. Right. And you see this matchup and it's just like yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it could be the the B team could end up challenging, you know, Dolph and Robert Roode tomorrow and, you know, become champions, right? Exactly, man, and take the titles off them, man. It's just random, yeah. 
it's they just really don't care and, and it shows they don't yep. care about the division oh man you know? yep so yeah. i mean you know the again the match so you know you were half in half out i, yep. I was i was focusing in on it the crowd didn't really negatively impact me that much but i i felt what you felt in terms of it being predictable um i thought they should have let the match go a little bit longer I felt like right when the match was starting to feel like, okay, it's getting more interesting is when it ended. And I'm like, wow, it's, it's over? What's going on? Right. So that was more my, my feeling about that. But, I mean, point taken on, on your side, too, that it just, they, they really don't seem to care about this division. So yeah. it's hard to get excited about the future for Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler. But I, I am fans of both of those guys. Um, I've been becoming a growing fan of Dolph Ziggler recently. Just because of the work that he was doing with, like, you know, Goldberg and Shawn Michaels and Miz and, you know, just some of that, like, you know, just, I think, like, his promo work had been some of the best work they had done. And with Kofi, too, even though the should have been me thing got kind of annoying at times. Yeah, it did. It did. You know, but But I I think think the passion that he spoke with was awesome. Yeah, and what he did against Shawn Michaels, too, man. Like, that that was like a big tease for us. Yeah. Like, like, oh, man, basically called him, like. A second-rate Shawn Michaels. And the crowd was going nuts off that because everybody yeah. think that's yeah, that's facts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know that little tease right there. So yeah, man, he definitely because I, I what I was saying early in our podcast, like he needed to go to a different promotion. Yeah, you know? yeah. If if that had happened where he had been, you know, granted his release, like the the rumors, if the rumors would be believed, you yeah. know, he wanted his release, and Vince said no, and there was supposed to be a handshake agreement or something. Uh, prior to, I think, his match with Goldberg. And once that match was done, I think he was, again, these are all rumors, so we can't really verify, but uh, it sounded like he was supposed to be able to be let go either right after that matchup or right after that Raw. And Vince was like, no, you know, and and it just kind of had the sense of Vince would rather pay him uh, to stay and just stick around and be what he's doing now versus granting his release. So, And Dolph is... To his credit, you know, again, if it's all to be believed, um, he's being real professional about this, and he's, he hasn't changed. He like is. He's, you he still is. see him invested. He doesn't look yeah. like he's, he's tuning all this out, and, you know, I think just it makes me respect him even more, and it makes me want to root for him more. Because yeah. so. you can tell when a wrestler's just not into it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you can, he's always invested in his characters, wherever he uh, he's doing. And that's fu- it's funny that you mention him because I'm thinking of – one uh, of you know when I watched the earlier Clash of Champions 2017 when he won the United States Championship mm. with that one gimmick where he come out with the music and it just took or a screeching halt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think the following week is when he dropped the title. Oh man! And wow. He went on that hiatus. Gosh, because he had won it and then he said he just basically dropped the title in the middle of the ring and exactly. walked out. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, that was two years ago. Yes. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Well, you know, like like I said, tag team division wise, we are both in agreement where they they're gonna have to show yeah. us that they really care. Um, but Dolph Ziggler, I am rooting for him. Robert Roode, I'm rooting for him. So hopefully they figure this out. Hopefully they take him a little bit seriously. But I'm not gonna hold my breath on it. Um, seriously, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship. This one was interesting. So we had Bailey, the defending champion, against Charlotte Flair in Charlotte. And this is actually it's funny because I didn't even track that this was going to be in Charlotte. Like, I don't know why I missed it or how I missed it. Like, because even with the whole Cedric Alexander thing, 
you know, I didn't find out even that that match was pre-show until during the card, right? So I didn't track all of this that was happening where, hey, we're in Cedric's hometown or, hey, we're in Charlotte until the Charlotte match. So when that happened, I was like, oh, damn, you know, like maybe Charlotte is going to win because I had picked <laughs> Bailey to win. I was like, oh, that, that, that kind of made me almost want to say, oh, I just messed up because, you know, there's no way that they're going to have Charlotte lose in Charlotte after everything that's been going on. But, you know, it actually looks they, there was yeah. a way uh, yep. that, they, that they pulled that <laughs> off. Um, so it was it was a really weird matchup. Like they had Charlotte just dominate Becky yeah. for the or ba- uh, Bailey. Sorry, Bailey for the most part. And, you know, it, it, she looked so strong, and so powerful. And Bailey just looked terrified like she she was there was one point where it looked like she was trying to run away from her and then she ran into the ring you know and tried to use that to take an advantage oh, but man, man like charlotte was throwing everything at her and just yes. dominant throwing her in the barricade and just being she was scared as hell man. yes bailey wanted it seemed like bailey wanted no part of charlotte and sure oh. enough at the end uh you know <laughs> bailey was it bailey was in the corner and the referee is trying to back charlotte off of of um uh, Bailey, right, and while Bailey is kind of kneeling down at the lowest, the lowest uh, turnbuckle pad, the camera didn't catch this in the when the match was actually happening. But you oh, see on didn't. the replay, yeah, yeah, her undoing the turnbuckle, real Clear. slick, yeah, <laughs> real, real slick. Because again, I didn't even catch what had happened until the replay. I'm like, wait, what just happened? So yeah, they she's she unties the the turnbuckle and then exposes the the bolts you know that are that are keeping the ring together, and then Charlotte does the spin move around the referee to get around him to get to Bailey. Bailey trips Charlotte. Charlotte hits her nose on the like the screws and the metal there, gets knocked out. Bailey pulls her in the middle of the ring and and pins her one two three, retains her title, grabs her title and sprints. <laughs> Out of the arena, basically, she left. I mean, she's not in Charlotte anymore, Bro, dude. Like she, she got is, the booking. <laughs> she is somewhere else right now. Like she's at Raw right right now. Like, I would like how she's going to explain herself, her actions now. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I really don't. I'm just so confused with this whole thing. I don't know. I uh, I, I, w- I I think what they're trying to do now is like. Just have her continue to be. You said it. The live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? She's yes. either going to die here or live long enough to become the villain. So, I think that might be the case that she's literally going to just keep saying, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm a hero. I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm a role model. I'm just teaching you about loyalty." But then, right. but Bailey, what, what about that? You cheated, you know. Right. So how, how, how does that work? Um, so yeah, that that'll be interesting to see. I, I am curious as to what she's gonna do, but I'm still just I feel confused by her character and then what she does, and I don't know. It, I feel like in the right hands, this could be very funny and entertaining actually, yeah. and like her heel tactics could actually come off as being like something that the fans root for um, with the right performance. I just don't know that Bailey. I don't think Bailey is giving the right performance necessarily right now, but maybe it morphs into that as this goes on. We'll see. It could. It could Cause be. I, I, I can, think. I think what it is. I think the story for her is she is scared to become a, a you know a relevant champ, so she's doing whatever it takes to hold on to that. SmackDown's Women's Championship. Yeah, I mean, 100%. I agree. You, you you hit it right on the net. Like, she's just desperate to do whatever it takes to be relevant. And, you know, I just feel like 
there is a humorous part that maybe they should play into to yep. make it work because you know she's not gonna pull off like the evil heel like I just don't see it but she can maybe be like I don't know Sami Zayn-ish you know and just be like still quote unquote positive but then you know she's doing these heel tactics in the ring uh, even though she's like has this energy and this charisma about, about her you think she can um, pull that off I don't know. So far, no. So far, I'm saying no. But I'm saying like that would probably be the way to make something like that work. Like I could see Sami Zayn pulling that off, right? Because he's he, he's yeah. done it. Well, he, you, know? you know, right? He's just more arrogant now. That's all it right. is. Right. 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 So with with her, it's kind of like I don't know. Or even, I mean, Daniel Bryan. No, well, not Daniel Bryan. The the New Day. The New Day kind of did this too, where they started out as faces and people did not like them. So, but they kept with the power of positivity, but they became heels without stopping being positive and like, well, that's true. You know, so maybe there's something to that. Like if they can have her played off like that, like she's still trying to be positive and Keep people are just same getting character and happy go lucky. Still want to give hugs Bailey, but, but then it's like annoying, you know, and then she's just like, doing underhanded things so it's like well she's cheating but she's saying she's good and she's saying she's a role model but she's cheating so like that just like back and forth could be kind of funny um we'll see like i said i think i think that's the one that i'd probably use as an example is the new day if she kind of goes back and sees how they did it maybe that could work for her okay that's a good point let's see how that how she can pull that off because that would be interesting if she can't because i'm i'm expecting like all right maybe She'll drop the routine and we'll slowly, you know, see her morph into something else, man. Maybe like more, a little bit more darker, a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more real, man. And change up her music. But if we're going to keep this, I'm just interested how she's going to pull it off. Yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. Like, I, 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 I just don't know that I see a darker more serious bailey you know in this situation i just i see her staying positive and using that positivity in the face of cheating and the fans kind of like well, you saw you saw what she did that was kind of violent she you know it, it she, was she, got, she was in the corner tactics. did it real slick right exposed the lower turnbuckle and straight got shot it right on the nose i think her actions can be vicious but then her personality won't change i think that's what it is because i don't know that she has it in her to be that way like i don't know that she has it in her to to have her personality turn into a more vicious person her actions can she used the chair already you know she's helped uh, sasha you know and then she just did this to charlotte so yeah her actions will change but i think that her personality it's just so i think I think she is being real, honestly, with just the way that she is in terms of being positive and, and, and trying to be a role model. But now, like you said, she's desperate. So she wants to keep all of that. But then she's desperate to win it by any means necessary. So it's going to be this kind of which what again, that's why I'm confused by it, because if she doesn't pull this off right, it's just going to be awkward the whole way through. If she can somehow yeah. find a way to make it work and maybe with some humor be this heel character, then maybe it works. Like, a la the New Day, but we'll see. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good point. So, we'll, we'll see what she can do with this, you know, heel or face 
you know, in your face. She's going to be a face, but, you know, behind closed doors, she's going to be a heel character. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So any any last thoughts on, on this matchup and this whole situation before before we move on? Oh, no, man. Pretty right. much uh, laid it out right there. <laughs> cool. Let's keep it going, then. Let's go to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup. We had The Revival versus The New Day. Um, I really like this match. This match, I Me thought, too. went off really well. Um, but why don't you break this one down, man? What did you think of this? I thought it was a, a good match, man. Uh, what I liked about this was it was a it was brief, but it was a good it was good storytelling in this, and, and mm-hmm. that's why I enjoy. It got kind of it get it got kind of confusing towards the end of their match when you know I think they had the pin after the shot. No, they didn't go for the pin for the shatter machine, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think it was what was it Scott telling. Uh, Dawson, like, you know, get his knee, get his knee. But it just, the yeah. way they did it, it was kind of off. So they didn't make it feel natural. Like, they just kind of, they were just, you knew they was just kind of wasting time, whatever. So that that's what was kind of confused. But other than that, it was a, still a, a, a great storytelling match, man. I enjoyed it. You know, Woods, you know, tapping out and, you know, looking in the face. That, that was a great ending. Yeah. That part, the submission. I, I actually was was thought that they kind of betrayed their characters a little bit there with that that spot, not in the viciousness, but just in the intelligence of their team. Uh, um, and Corey yes. Graves kind of brought it out. He's yep. like, you know, I've been saying that these guys are the, the greatest tacticians and smart and all this, but this is stupid. Like you guys get the pin and then go and punish your opponent. Don't yep. punish your opponent and wait on the pin. Like, the logic there didn't make sense. Exactly. And they're one of the most, the, just smartest tag teams, you know, in the in the company and in the wrestling world, really. Just, like, how they, they you know, use their tags and how they're students of the game. And so it just seemed like a, like a move that their team wouldn't make. Like, it just seemed like a mistake. Because I was like, oh, my God, it's, they're, they're going to lose because they're taking too much That's time. That's what I thought, too, man. That's what, exactly know? what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, I was that, that was my one nitpick with this matchup. Yeah. was just that at the end there, it seemed like a weird decision to have a team who's so usually logical and smart about how to be, you know, with, with pinfalls and taking advantage of every situation and just being overall, like, ring generals. To then say, oh, we just hit the shadow machine, our finisher. Big E is out on the outside, who we also took out with a shadow machine. Let's play with our food a little bit and, you know, go for his knee. And then you have Woods kind of crawling to the rope. And I'm like, man, what? what is happening right now? Is yeah, he about I'm, to get to the rope and, and they're going to retain after all that? Yeah, like, I thought so maybe Big E would, you know. Was going to get up. Yeah. Get up and surprise attack, like. That's what I that's what I was thinking, man. But no, nah, nothing that happened. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm, okay, okay. Eventually, he, you know, they get Woods to tap out. But if you was trying to do that, just do that and like have what Gro- uh, Graves. You know what Graves was saying. Graves was saying, yeah, beat him, like pin him, then beat him. Yep, yep. So it was it was that was just a weird uh, spot there. I thought, but overall, I mean, I enjoyed the matchup. I felt like. You know, both te- both teams, you know, did. I almost said both teams play hard. That was going to be. Most <laughs> gave that quote. Um, no, but I feel like both of them, you know, just uh, the energy, you know, the pace I really loved. Um, you know, the revival, I felt like they looked like a really strong team. Like, this is one of the strongest that they've, uh, moments that they've had in a long yeah. time. Um, maybe since NXT, to be honest with you. 
Um, I think this is the best that they've looked, you know, in the ring, minus that last spot, that last decision. Um, I, I mean, I, I think you caught this, but in the beginning, too, with the whole, we were talking about the stable or the, the faction that's kind of brewing between them and, and Randy Orton. And their jackets actually had a viper <laughs> with two dogs on the side of of the the viper on their jacket oh, yes. and on their tights. Yes. And I'm like, oh my god, it, it's it's official now at this point. They <laughs> yep. just need a name because this right here just calls it. And and during the match, I think it was Corey Graves that had said that finisher that they did with Randy Orton was called the RKO Machine. And I'm like, oh, my, oh my God. God. That's like, a nice name instead of saying yeah. the Super RKO. No, the RKO <laughs> machine. For the Shadow Machine and the RKO. Yes. I'm like, that's brilliant. That's yes. brilliant. So I'm I'm feeling that, man. I'm so happy that they're starting to allow this this uh, faction to start to, to come together. Um, and, yeah, them winning the Tag Team Championships just make them, makes them look a lot stronger, too. Um, they're the only tag team in in all of wrestling to have won the NXT championship, yeah. tag team championships, the raw championships, and now the SmackDown tag, tag, tag team, team championships, yeah. tag team so, triple crowns, man. Yep. Triple crown winners, man. So kudos to the revival finally getting their just due. Um, looking forward to see what they've got coming up. And we talked about, you know, the tag division, not being that great and WWE not caring. Um, this matchup was kind of, to me, the opposite of the other tag team matchup in which you had two true tag teams, Showing what great tag team wrestling could be like. But that's the SmackDown, and, though. Right. So, I guess my, my point in this is hopefully, you know, someone back there is going to see this and say, hey, you know, look at what they just did on SmackDown and how good that was. And, by the way, aren't the Revival technically on Raw? Or are they on SmackDown? Yeah, they was as, but, you no, know, this this whole roster has been weird, though. <laughs> This whole, yeah. you know, we need the draft wild card, know. right, man? This, I'm glad this draft is coming. You know, yeah. it's supposed to be a real official draft, so oh we're gonna get some clarity. Yeah, because <laughs> now I'm now I'm confused on but which they show did, they're but on. they are part of the Raw roster, though. Okay, they so are. officially on Raw, so yeah. they won the SmackDown Championships as Raw superstars, which I think that's got that's got to be a first too that yeah. that's ever happened. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, shout out to the revival; they did an awesome job. Uh, shout out to the New Day too, just putting on, just just being, uh, just professionals and and enter- entertaining and just you know even yeah. in there when um they were getting announced by Greg Hamilton, Big E was in Greg Hamilton's face like you know just like, kind of like showing the energy and asking Greg Hamilton like yeah say it say it because he wants them to say the New Day and you know Greg Hamilton is like saying their names but he's like say it say it and he's like shaking and going crazy and I was like oh man just little things like that man like yeah. they don't they don't phone it in like they just always are are in it and invested and i was just so you know entertained by them throughout the whole matchup and xavier selling the knee injury that he had gotten from the revival of randy orton you know i just thought it was great storytelling by them was, um and, was, and yeah man. just overall strong match yeah yeah i got nothing else to say about that except for like man biggie taking that shatter machine outside the ropes man on the, yeah. Uh, yeah that was real nasty but yeah it was still a great match though tag team at least, at least they doing something right on one of those brands. Exactly, exactly. Let's hopefully they keep it up. Yeah, but let's keep moving on. Speaking of tag team wrestling, we got another tag team matchup. This one for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. It was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Fire and Desire, uh, Sonya Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. So this matchup, we picked Fire and Desire to win. We did. Um, and, you know, seeing the matchup, I kind of felt confident all the way up until the very end when they hit their version of high-low, and it didn't get the pinfall. 
So, you know, right then I'm like, hmm, okay, well, this is probably a wrap for, you know, the pick (laughs) on that one. But um, before we get into the ending, let's just, uh, why don't you talk about just how you felt about the matchup overall? You know, I thought it was a solid match, uh, especially from, I want to say, from uh, Mandy. She was looking good, you know, not literally, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, from my opinion, both literally and in the ring, she looked good. She Um, is. They all look good. Well, right, right. I'm not, I'm a man, you know, I'm married, but I'm not blind, though. (laughs) I'll say it. She looked right. good. She right. all looked good in that one. But she, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's Mandy's whole thing is no one can look like her. Uh, she, she's been rubbing that into Nikki Cross's face uh, yes. as part of the storyline. Um, and what was funny, too, is seeing Nikki Cross kind of uh, uh, mock Mandy Rose a little bit with her posing and, uh, like, moving her hips. And uh, I forget who it was, but they were, oh, I think it was uh, Renee Young. She was like, that's the sexiest thing I've ever seen. When you had she Nikki called her Cross a sexy kind of beast. Like, sexy beast, yeah. <laughs> when she was like, you know, shaking her hips and everything. I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. That yeah. was pretty funny. Um, so great, great moment there. Um, yeah, yeah and just, it, was, it was definitely a good match, man. Cause yeah. he, and Nikki Cross got the win, too. Yeah, she finished him. She did, she did. Yeah. She hit that uh, finisher. I forget what they call it, but it's uh, it's cross something. I mean, it's not cross bones, crossroads, because that's crossroads is uh, Cody. Cody, yeah. So, but um, yeah, it was. It, she has a nice finisher. She hit it. She she won the matchup for him. Again, I was a little surprised because I felt like it was a good time to potentially give Fire and Desire that win. Um, but I guess they're just not ready to break up this tag team yet. So, because when they lose, they're probably gonna have them split. And have the story of either Nikki turning on Alexa or the other way around. Um, so they like what they're saying. So I guess they want to extend it. All right, cool. Hey, if they're gonna do some actual storytelling, like some slow burn, uh, burn approach, and I'm fine with yeah. that because usually they just like the speed track thing. So if Paul is going for like, hey, this is slow thing da- down uh, for a minute, then I'm fine with that and see what this goes. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I mean, I, I yeah. yes. I, I'm for that in this situation. Um, I guess I'm just kind of anticipating it happening. I wish it was more like I could just say, you know what? I'm not going to worry about them breaking up. I'm just going to enjoy the team for what it is and believe that they are a team now. Yep. Um, in the back of my head, though, it's hard to just, oh, my God, I just realized something. Uh, to go back, I, I'm going to sidetrack us a little bit. For Dash and Dawson, on their tights, it says uh, F-T-R-K-O. So... They they merged the um, you know well, now I know I don't want to say it on it because I don't want to curse it on, on the <laughs> podcast but um, you know that there's there was a hashtag you know FTR that was hot you know for a while and even the guys in New Japan and the Bullet Club were were you know kind of a part of that too um, but this is the first they they still have that hashtag on their tights to this day yeah. but now they have the hashtag with. RKO on it as well, just further kind of merging themselves with Randy Orton. So I, I'm seeing it right now on the screen. I was like, oh my god, I, I didn't, I missed that during the matchup. Anyway, just uh, sidetracked the set over there, but that was a little detail that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, FTRKO. Wow. All right, all right. So anyway, I'll buy some merch. Yeah, right. Yeah, like man, that's, that's real yeah. cool. The snake with yeah. the two dogs. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Anyway, so going going back to I just totally sidetracked this a little bit for for a second for that little moment, but um, going back to this tag matchup, um, Fire Desire, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. 
Yeah, I just um, you know, Mandy and and Sonia, I mean, we've been talking about it. They're they're awesome. Yeah. They're both underrated, especially Sonia Deville, in my opinion. You know, I just keep calling her the most underrated female yeah. wrestler on the on the roster. Um, they both look great in this matchup. Um, Sonia too. She had some good lines in there, right? She was like, "You're not as pretty as her. Yeah. You don't look like her." I was like, <laughs> "She, yeah." She was also saying, uh, "Oh, you think you're pretty?" And then she'd slap her in the face yeah. while she had her in the choke. Oh, you think you're pretty? They said, "Hey, Mandy, look at this face. You still think still think she looks pretty?" I'm like, "Oh boy!" I'm like they're giving Alexa the business right yes. now. Okay, I like this. Yes. Um, so that was fun. That was fun to watch. Overall, it was a fun matchup, man. Um, I was sad to see Fire and Desire not get the win because I think they they deserve it, and hopefully their time's coming soon. Yeah, we both picked them, man, because we thought it was ready too. So you know, they got that. I, I love their their t- tag team name, Fire and Desire. They got a great finisher too, so yeah. why not? One more nitpick though, just just to get it out of the way. I'm kind of tired of WWE merging two theme songs into one because it just sounds like like dog shit. I'm sorry, I'm gonna curse yeah. for that one. Yeah. It just sounds bad to me. And you know, I, I I DJ, so you know, music is kind of my thing. And I, I, when I hear two songs put together like that and they're completely different, like beats and everything, it just feels weird. Like yeah. you can it just feels forced and I, I, the energy is all over the place. It just and those two songs, they're like polar opposites they of each are, other. Sonya Deville is like some Olympic like rock, like rock, energy, like gladiator music. Yeah. And then you got Sonya Deville like some, you know, Playboy, sexy jazz music. <laughs> it was weird, you know. It's That's like, not gonna mix. The? No, I would almost rather they just would have stuck with Sonya Deville's song, you know, and then just have that energy form, or just go with Mandy's. Just pick one of them, yeah, you know, and then go with that, or come up with a brand new song for both of them. Like, like have you know the people who do the music for WWE now, right. you know, just go ahead and and make a whole new song for them as a team because this right here is just like what is going on. I don't know. It, it, it just it just bothered me. And WWE will do that from time to time, where they'll they, they won't be able to make a decision, and so they just decide. Well, let's just use you know ten seconds of this person's song, and then switch it to this person's song, and then switch it again. It's like no, right. just because just, it works for Sheamus and Cesaro, that doesn't mean it works for everybody else. Well, I mean, here's the thing though: like Sheamus and Cesaro technically got kind of a new song altogether. Though I was thinking about them right as as we were talking about this. Because Sheamus' song, it's the song that they that they used towards the end when Sheamus, uh, before Sheamus is taking this hiatus now, is closest to his original song. It's way different from what Cesaro's was, but it's not completely what Sheamus' song was either. It's like, you know, it's like a remix of his song, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't hear, it, it just, it feels good, and it feels like they actually tried to make a new song, or at least a remix version of Sheamus' song. And I'm cool with that, like, if you want to use maybe little hints of the other person's track and merge that into it, and but still use like the main song from one of them, that's fine. But to actually cut 10 seconds of a song, then cut another 10 seconds of the other song, and then force them together, it just is like nails on a chalkboard to me. I'm just like, God, I can't listen to this. This is bad. <laughs> and I, I just hope they don't keep doing that. But I feel like they will. Like they just this that's gonna be their song now for a while. It shouldn't um, be, man. Like like you said, Pete. It, it, either either songs are good. Just pick one. Like do the voiceover and just have them walk out. The voiceover was great. I, yeah, I love because I that I think that's the first time that we heard the voiceover like that, which was it was awesome. But 
yeah, for them to just use the songs like that. I'm like, nah, man, just pick something new. Pick something. Like, either create a new song or just pick one of their songs and go with yes. it like you were before. Anyway, so, but yeah, other than that, I uh, really enjoyed the matchup. It was great. Um, and kudos to all, all involved with that match. Um, all right, let's move on to the Intercontinental Championship matchup. Uh, we had Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Miz. Uh, we had Sami Zayn in Shinsuke's corner uh, wearing a neck brace, uh, just selling the injury that he got from getting choke slammed by The Undertaker on SmackDown. Um, and, yeah, Sami Zayn actually brought up The Undertaker and was <laughs> blaming The Undertaker for what had happened to him. You know, so that was kind of interesting that they're continuing that on a little uh, bit. Um, like, I, I doubt that that... Asked you to leave the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he's great, man. Uh, yeah. He's great in any capacity that we can get. Sami Zayn, just he's great. Um, and during the matchup, well, actually, before we get to the matchup, I just I do have to make a comment on on Shinsuke. I love Shinsuke, um, and he's probably the only person on the roster right now that can pull off a cape, and people will be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, I actually wrote down. I was like Shinsuke Nakamura looking like Vincent from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Which, if anybody knows Vincent from Final Fantasy VII, and you saw Shinsuke at Clash of Champions, there it is. It's right oh, there. Man, like, yeah. red cape, black outfit. The only thing he was missing is Vincent had, like, a red headband. If he'd have done that, I'm like, Shinsuke's actually trying to cosplay. It's Vincent right now, and I'm okay with it. Like, I could well, see When that I happening. saw it, I was like, huh, why not? It's Shinsuke. <laughs> it's that Shinsuke. was my exact reaction. I wasn't, I'm like, baffled. I was like, huh, why not? <laughs> man even at Corey too was like he's the only one that can pull off a cape and I'm like yes that's right yeah. there is literally no other wrestler that I can think of that can pull off a cape it would just be dumb they'd be like right. what are you doing because if you talk about it you'll probably beat your ass because you're, you're going to talk about his cape <laughs> yeah what I'm going to do some of his strong style you're going to shut up <laughs> right you got the cape flapping yep <laughs> Wearing it over his over his mouth, you know, it was like, is this Dracula? Is this like a vampire? Like covering it up? He's afraid of the sun? Or what's going on here? Oh, so, man. but hey, he pulled it off, man. So I had to, I had to make mention of that. Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, during the matchup, Sami Zayn was on the microphone, in the beginning at least. And he's talking, and man, he gave it to, to the Charlotte crowd when he talked about the Panthers. You oh, know, yeah. he said, Ooh. like, um, he talked about the Miz, and he compared the Miz to how the Panthers choked on Thursday, or how they look just look terrible on Thursday. Yeah. And the crowd did not like that at all. I, I, I chuck it off for that one. Wow, I mean, I love that. I loved it. I mean, my fantasy team was hurt by it, just like everybody else's that had Christian McCaffrey. So it was crazy. You know, I, I went I, to go get a drink of water real quick, and, and I, I but I can hear it in my yeah. kitchen. As soon as I heard it, I just started laughing and immediately ran back in front. Of I'm like, oh, oh man. man, that was good. That was good. Kudos to Sammy for that, and just keeping up with with current events on that one to bring that up to the Charlotte fans. That was pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this matchup, uh, when we talked about in the prediction show, I was not excited about this match at all, really, because I'm anticipating that they're trying to, they're, they're going to try to have Miz look really strong against Shinsuke. And I yeah. feel like as a face Miz doesn't really match up with Shinsuke Nakamura, like, no. whether Shinsuke is a heel or a face. Like, the, the skill level is just on two different levels. Uh, heel Miz makes a lot more sense because he's going to be more tactical. He's going to cheat to win. Um, and so I can believe it. So, watching this match, I actually was kind of surprised that it actually entertained me as much as it did. Um, I actually didn't have a problem with some of the back and forth that they had going on. Um, but I did roll my eyes a couple of times when I felt like, oh, man, if Miz wins right here, like he hit the the uh, his finisher, the Miz did. 
And, you know, I'm thinking, God, please, you just you could do whatever you want. But if you get this pin right now, I'm going to be upset. Like it just kept happening, like little moments here and there. And, um, you know, ultimately, uh, Sami Zayn got involved and stopped the, the Miz from being able to get the pinfall, which was funny because Shinsuke also, too, was kind of underneath the ropes. And Corey Graves mentioned that. He's like, well, it's not like like Sami Zayn really needed to get up on the ropes because if Miz would have pinned him right there, he would have been, the referee would have stopped the count anyway. So I thought that was kind of a little bit of a technical glitch by the Miz and Shinsuke trying to choreograph that. They put the cloak, they did it too close to the ropes for Sami Zayn's uh, interference to matter is basically what I'm saying. So I thought that was interesting. Corey Graves pointed it out. So sharp, uh, I, I like that Corey Graves pointed that out. So I, that, that kind of sharp commentating, I definitely respect because we can all see it. It really doesn't make sense that there would be even a problem. Um, so yeah, that's just how I felt about that. But um, yeah, Shinsuke basically he got he got the win as he should have. Yep. Um, and he retained. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I don't I don't really need to see a rematch or anything with these two guys. No. I think it looks like they're going to extend it though. It it could be that's yeah. for some reason I think they would. Well, what makes you say that? What what about it? Was there something in the match or just a gut feeling? Just a gut feeling, man. Just because sometimes, you know. WWE doesn't know how doesn't know how to just end the story too. They just let it go on and on and on, and it feel like this is one of these stories right here between Shinsuke and The Miz because of Sami Zayn. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, well, I guess I'm hoping I'm hoping you're wrong because I'm done with it. I just I don't want to see it again. Honestly, I want Shinsuke to get another opponent, um, and they continue to build up Shinsuke. With multiple opponents versus just the Miz, because I think if he fights the Miz again, he's probably going to lose. You know, honestly, if they keep if they keep going with that. Uh, Real we'll quick, see. who do you see for like if it if it's not the Miz? And let's hope it's not the Miz again. You know, yeah. Let's hope I'm wrong. Um, like I'm not having one of your premonitions. But who 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 do you well, see? I think you could go back to uh, Ali, honestly, because Ali and him have unfinished business. Um, Ali won a matchup and was supposed to get an opportunity, and they never paid that off. The next pay-per-view, I don't think either one of them was on the card. So, you know, I think Ali would be a a good uh, option and actually have Ali versus Shinsuke for the title on a pay-per-view because they they had a match on like a, a special that they did. Um, I think it was in Nashville, and it was on the network, and they fought. And he, uh, Ali was a replacement uh, for, uh, I think it was Finn Balor. Yeah, I think it was called Smackville. Smackville, there you go, there you go. So, you know, they did that, but it wasn't really that great of an advertised show. It just kind of happened, so I don't count that really. Um, So I think Ali, you know, having that be kind of like him returning to the fold of, of you know post king of the ring i think that'd be a good uh, good opportunity for him uh buddy murphy i think would also be great you yeah know, that was my next Shinsuke. suggestion right there yeah yeah either one of those two guys i feel like would be much better than going with the miz again yeah because i think i, I would love to see a buddy murphy and uh shinsuke because they both have you know striking yeah. uh moves and i would just yeah. like to see how the hell you know they would counter each other with that that would just make it exciting for me and one type of you know, a possibly story aspect that can happen between, you know, between uh, them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, you know, low-key, one that I would love, but I know we're not going to get because he's kind of stuck with Shane McMahon is Kevin Owens, honestly. Uh. Because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, interacting now, given Sami Zayn and where he's at, you know, is a full-blown heel with Shinsuke. And then Kevin Owens being a, a full-blown face. And so seeing them on opposite ends and, and you know, in a reversal of what it typically is with those two, because usually uh, Kevin Owens is the heel in any of their uh, interactions when they're against each other. But to see Kevin Owens as the good guy now and Sami Zayn as the face and, you know, trolling, you know, uh, Kevin Owens, you know, on the mic during a Shinsuke match, that would be really interesting just to see how those three would all interact with each other. But uh, we won't get it because, you know, right now Kevin Owens is fired. Um, and, of course, that storyline is going to come back around and it'll be Shane versus Kevin Owens somehow, some way. Yep. Maybe even in Hell in a Cell, which, I mean, I, I'm just like, come on, man. Just throw I, I I and seriously I hope that's it. If if they end up doing that, they have to have it end there because it's just it's just, just it's played out, man. Yes, yes, yeah, that story is just so played out. It I'm is just done with it. It is like just have them move on and move on with Shane. Like we don't need him to tie up this you know the story. You know it's not the main story, but it doesn't need to tie up with anything with Kevin Owens. Just a waste. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, man. Um, so we'll see. We'll see where they go with uh, where they go from there. Uh, before we move on to the next matchup, just uh, briefly want to mention uh, the twenty four seven championship uh, made an appearance uh, during the show. I'm actually seeing it right now on my screen where our truth kind of had the boom mic um, lowered during Alexa and Nikki Cross's backstage interview uh, before their matchup, and so they had a lot of like a little bit of a backstage thing. And Alexa Bliss spoke into the mic and said, you know, our truth is here. He's he's on the set. And so everybody chased, uh, like all the other wrestlers from the back, came out, chased our truth And then during that uh, women's tag team championship matchup, um, they basically ran through the matchup and kind of had a, like a brief moment where Alexa Bliss actually tried to pin our truth in the middle of their tag team championship <laughs> yeah. matchup, which was crazy. That was smart of her, man. Like, I like that. Right, I, like I did. It. That yeah. would be fun. She would have got it. And she would have won yes. in the middle of her championship match. She won another championship. <laughs> man, that would have been. Corey so would have been all over that, man. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? The goddess. <laughs> the goddess. That's why she is the goddess. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh man. So yeah, that that was fun. That was a little fun moment. So I just wanted to bring that up, but. All right, so the, the next matchup after the Intercontinental Championship matchup was the Raw Women's Championship match between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Um, this matchup, at a certain point in the match, I wrote, this is the match of the night because yep. it just had all of the elements. It had the drama. It had just great back-and-forth wrestling. You could feel it in the crowd. They got dueling chants at a certain point in this matchup. It was just awesome i was like okay this this is the match that is right now for me there were some good matches overall during the card but this was the one that was gonna get ready to put on top and then the chair shot happened and i was like god why does wwe do this like why can't they just have it finished because i feel like it, it kind of soured the ending a little bit even though i still you know at the end of it i think i i would still put it as my match of the night but it's still just, I just wanted that finish. I wanted one of them to win. I don't yeah. like we picked, we both picked Sasha to win. Just have but Sasha win won, by heel tactics. That That's all it needed. That's all it needed. And it would have put it over the top. And, yep. you know, it could have potentially been a match of the year candidate. But, you know, 
I think they they burned that yeah. by having it not finished. Like, there's no way that I could put that up to that echelon. But in terms of match of the night, I think it it still does qualify for that. Um, so, you know, why don't you give us your thoughts on this matchup and how it went? Like, like you hit it on the head, man. That's how it felt for me. Like, I'm just enjoying it. It's like a good movie, man. Just enjoying a good movie. And all because of the ending, you just ruined my mood. And yeah. that's why I felt about this. Like, this was a good match. And then, like, maybe it worked for other people about how the ending went with the chair shot. But it didn't, it didn't work for me because I wanted an ending. Yeah. I wanted I wanted Sasha to win, and I was fine with her winning by heel tactics because yeah. that's right up her alley. Why not? I kind of even expected uh, Bailey to help out and that, get involved. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what I expected. Maybe ba- Bailey would get involved and help her retain. You know, or not help her retain, but help her get the belt off of Becky, and that would have been cool. Yeah. It wouldn't have yeah. made, it wouldn't have made Becky look weak at all. We would have understood, like, man, you know, she she got one over you. But it was just felt like just kind of, I don't know, like lazy booking right here to scare them to make a choice. Like, right. oh, we just got to, all right, just do a chair shot, man, because we can't have Becky lose right now. Like, why not? You know, she she yeah. needs uh, she needs something to chase right now, man. You yeah. know, I, I like, it, it was still a great match. Like, it was almost matching the night for me, man. Almost. Yeah. But just the way in it, it just took me down. Ah, but that's how I felt. Yeah, and you know, your points are, are warranted, man. Like I, I see what you're saying, and I'm I'm with you on it. You know, for me, it still is match tonight because nothing else really got me to that point where I was like, man, like this is this is awesome. It's like a full match. Like I felt like they just hit all the right notes for me. You know, the dueling chance. The back and forth, like even in the very beginning, like both of them went for their submission early, you know, and kind of, you know, gave the other person that kind of look like, yeah, you know, I almost had you like you this close. Um, So I love just the 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 feeling, too, of having like two top dogs like at it, like face to face. Um, And it's just such a great, great overall like like Sasha being someone who, you know, four years ago, like Becky said, was on top of the world. And what has she done then? So you got that story going on. And Becky, you know, she's just been, she's on the cover of 2K. Like, she's just. Doing ESPN commercials, man. ESPN commercials, exactly. And just, like, the story that they both have, like, that could all have been Sasha right now. You know, if Sasha hadn't left or if things have gone a different way for Sasha. So, yeah, I just thought it was, it was, um, you know, it had all the elements. And it it was all playing out in the ring and all their moves. Like, you could feel it. Um, there were a couple cool spots too, like uh, Sasha hit a big meteor off the top rope, she and did. then kept her knees down and pulled uh, uh, Becky's legs over over her too to get the pin, and that was a near fall. Um, there was a um, bank statement. She had a bank statement, and then hit another bank statement, um, and then uh, put her in her submission. You know, and and then too, I was like, man, I don't, I can't see Becky tapping. But damn, she might be close to tapping, you know? <laughs> like, it just felt yeah. that way. And I'm like, wow, yeah. this would be a hell of a moment right now if she just tapped out. Like, this crowd would lose their minds. Because during one of um, those uh, submissions for the bank statement, I thought maybe she'll, you know, what you usually do when she see one of her one of her opponents getting close to the rope, she kind of put her leg on the rope and yes. roll right back into her submission. I thought yes. that was going to happen, man, but it, it didn't. No, it didn't. It didn't. They just... You know, they introduced the chair eventually. Sasha did. 
Um, and then she she was smart though. She threw in a, a chair, and then the referee was like, "No, I'm not having that." But she had another chair, and then she hit Becky in the gut with that and tried to use that, but it didn't work. She didn't get the pinfall. Um, and then later on, she tried to just she just said, "Hell with it. I'm just gonna you know beat down Becky again." Um, but Becky caught the chair and then was going to swing the chair at uh, Sasha, but Sasha got out the way and ended up hitting the ref. Now, what was weird about this, too, was that the bell didn't ring because the ref didn't call for the bell to ring. So I guess logically, if, you know, them, everybody doing their jobs, I guess it makes sense for why that bell didn't ring. Yeah. But it made it awkward for a while. And I think the commentators even didn't know what was supposed to happen because you have Renee saying, we need a ref. And Corey Graves is like, we don't need a ref. The match is over. And I'm like, okay, guys, so is the match over or isn't it? Because now they're going into the crowd. You know, they're fighting up there. And it all looks great. It looks cool. And I'm thinking, well... Maybe what they're going to do is say, since the ref didn't call for the disqualification, technically the match is still going on. Yeah. And so they go up the the steps. You know, they're fighting through the crowd. They're throwing stuff at each other. You got Becky throwing mustard on Sasha's hair and on her back. Uh, It was a funny moment, too, where she had walked by a bar and she was like, hey, make me a cocktail. And then she like was dragging Sasha around (laughs) and then dragged her back into the arena. I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. Just a little commentary there. And... um, you know, they, they just fought back all the way, you know, up the stairs in the, the back lobby, back down the stairs, got back into the ring. Sasha or Becky hit her with a, with a chair um, and then locked the disarmer in while sitting in the or while locking it through the seat of the chair, which was pretty brutal to see, too. Um, and then finally, they had the referees come out and, um, you know, pull Becky off of Sasha and officially say that the match was over and that Becky retained. So. Yeah, it's just, it was so good. It was so good, man. Like, a match like that is, and it's it's not like, I feel like what's underestimated in these situations, too, is that special moments like that, you can't just say, oh, we can recreate this for sure. We know that their rematch is going to be just as good, and, you know, we'll be able to, to have a great finish. Maybe their next match, because we just saw this one, may not feel as special as this one was feeling. You know, like, that could happen, too. Um, I, I have a lot of confidence in both of them, so I'm ho- so I, I feel pretty hopeful that their rematch can be just as good. But it's just one of those things. It's like when Kofi was getting ready, was fighting in uh, the Elimination Chamber, yeah. and everyone was like, "Man, they should just call an audible and have Kofi win the title right here, right now," because the moment was right. The crowd yeah, was hot, was and hot. Like, like this yeah, one, the crowd was hot. Yeah, it's just a special, special moment. Like ending. you can feel it. Yeah, so just like call that audible and say, "Hey, man, let's let's just have let's have an ending here." You know that befits what is happening in the arena right now because people are into this. And so, just like I feel like they should have called an audible there, I felt like it should have happened here. And one way or another, whether it's Becky retaining or whether it's Sasha, and really, I think it should have been Sasha winning that matchup. Um, that's a great way to continue the story. Yep. Um, it even like you said. Bailey coming out and helping her, I think yeah. that would have helped it too. Uh, but yeah, they didn't. They had the DQ ending, and here we are. So yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it with me like like I said before, this match was almost matching the night. But it's just the way they ended. Like, man, why would you have to mess up a good match like that for me? Like for me, I wanted a definite ending. Either way, like all right, somehow Becky retains. Or, you know, Sasha Banks, which I wanted, is what I predicted Sasha Banks to win and go over, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, that I think that was the call to make. I feel like story wise, that's the that's the thing that would have made the more most sense and have that chase for Becky, like we keep saying. You know, just the chase for Becky. She is great when she's chasing, especially now with this persona of the man. Um, yeah. And just seeing her on the on the war path to regain that championship, I think would be a fun thing to see. So you know, missed opportunity. I feel for the WWE, but you know, it, it was a great match regardless. So I am looking forward to that next chapter because it's definitely going to continue. Uh, Hell in a Cell is it's it. I think you can just go ahead and, and pencil that in that that match is happening at Hell in a Cell. All right, so let's move on to the WWE Championship matchup: Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Uh, we were both well. You specifically were saying, "Man, this could be main event, right?" Like yeah. based off the story and how it's been. You know, I wasn't as optimistic. I'm thinking, nah, they they don't WWE Championship matches don't get that main event spot anymore. It just doesn't happen. Um, and they didn't disappoint. They they <laughs> kept to that yep. rule basically, and it was not the main event. And I was, thought, I was like, what? "This is a damn shame." That's all I yeah. said. Man. This is a damn yeah. shame. And and. SmackDown's supposed to be the A show? Yeah. Well, I guess not. You know, I still with Fox or no Fox, it really doesn't yeah. matter, I guess. You like it just it's it's I don't know. It's just a weird thing. But uh let's talk about this matchup. So a couple things I want to get out the way uh right up front. Kofi, why is he still throwing pancakes? I was just about to bring that up, man. Like yeah. even last week he did that. Yeah. Last week he came out slinging pancakes and he does it again. Slinging pat. Why are you? You should be, you should be focused on handling business. Yeah, handling business, man. This man has has just disrespected you, your family, your kids. Right, your your kids were there, and he's there looking at them. And you said, "Yeah, man, you don't mess with my family." But then your reaction to that, part of it is, well, I'm going to keep slinging these pancakes, though, because, you know, it's fun, even though I'm pissed off. Like, it just it doesn't match up. It's just kind of a weird decision to say, yeah, "Yeah, we're going to keep going with that. It just looks goofy. I don't know. I just I wish this whole thing would have gotten Kofi to a point where he got a little bit more serious. Um, And in some of his like words and some of his actions, like you could see it like he he did exhibit a little bit more. Um, aggressiveness in the ring and some of the things he was saying like when the microphone wasn't catching it but I could read his lips you know you could you could see he's like bring that ass on in here bring that ass on in here when he was in the ring like before the, the match had started so I'm like okay you know I can feel it there but when you again slinging pancakes it's like it kind of just starts it off wrong you know it's where it's hard to take it seriously how emotional this whole story has been so I had to say that up front uh, second, man, Randy Orton is a, is a funny dude, man. So the so the announcer, I think it was Greg Hamilton here, uh, was uh, saying his weight. <laughs> He's like, weighing in at 250 pounds. And Randy Orton, under his breath, goes, maybe 55. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like the, the little things that Randy Orton does is what makes him still my favorite because it, it's – it's just the little nuances, the little ways where he can still have fun and still like, you know, just just be in the moment and be aware and, and, and alert of what's going on. Like things that he'll say, things that he'll do like during the matchup, he was mocking. Now, I still don't know if which one he was mocking. Either he was mocking the chops that Kofi was doing or the Millie Rock. I wasn't sure. 
But he was waving his hands around after he had knocked out Kofi Kingston. Yes. And I'm like, I can't tell if he's trying to Millie Rock or if he's trying to just like mock the chopping that he was doing. Because Kofi had given him like a bunch of chops. But it just looked funny to do it. And his facial expression, I'm like, man, this is classic Randy Orton. So that was great. Just like little things that, that Randy su- says and does. And, you know, the subtle things. There was a kid looking at him. You know, and he just kind of <laughs> stared at the kid. And this has been like a running thing throughout this whole storyline, too, where there's always some kid in the front row. And he'll just have this interaction with them yes. in pure heel form. Yes. And he's just like staring at this kid. And the kid's just staring at him. And he's just like. <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago, some, some kid just screaming from the top of the lungs. He told that kid to shut up. Like you, you, like you saw his mouth. Just mouth those words. Like I don't know reason why he bleeped. Maybe because he was so mean to a kid. Because it seemed like it. Like he didn't oh, care. Man. Just shut up, dude. <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, he's just so great. And the reason I'm highlighting all this stuff for Randy is like this. This is what makes him, I think, a, a superstar. Is his ability to be like that alert and that aware. And then like there's the seriousness of the story. Um, and he's always in character. He's yes. always that heel persona. And he can still have fun with it, but he doesn't feel goofy. You know, with Kofi, again, with the pancakes thing, I felt like there is... I, I, I think what he's going for is, as bad as things are, I'm, not, I'm still going to be me. Right? Like, as serious as this all gets, I'm still going to be me. Because to his core, to his... Uh, being true to his character, he, the power of positivity is a big part of the New Day's things still so he's trying to adhere to that but then you got guys like Big E who same thing right power yeah. positivity but when it came his turn to face Randy Orton he was all business yes, he, was. he was letting Randy know like hey game's over I'm gonna get revenge for my boy after what you just did how you disrespected him and went and, and tricked him and beat him up and all that I'm getting revenge and he's not gonna make it to Clash of Champions because of what I'm gonna do to him and he was not messing around. He went straight to that ring, no, and they had an like, all-out war. You got hell to pay, Randy. Yes, yes. Like, that's what I was expecting from Kofi, but we didn't get that. And I feel like the crowd is starting to get a little bit over Kofi also. Yeah, they was booing him, man. Matchup. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's starting to really die down that, now that's, that's what I said. That's why you need to give up that title, man, because he lost momentum. Yeah. He's lost He's it. better He's if he would have chased it with Randy. Like, I would have... Yeah. Like, this story was cool. It was just the way the story was told, Randy should have came out looking like a million bucks for his fourth team title reign, man. Yeah. He, just yeah. the way the story – like, he's been getting inside his head. He was dominating in that in that wrestling uh, match. Yeah. Like, he should have won. Yeah. And I just don't see the reasons why, like, Kofi would come out winning. Like, and you saw that lackluster applause he got. It was just yeah, the crowd was not wanting that to happen no, man. at all. No, to the point where even during the the new day claps, people were saying R K O R. Oh man, that's a good one. <laughs> good Dude, call out. I'm like this. <laughs> this crowd is that's it. They're they're trying to find any way they can to will Randy Orton to this victory because they just they're they're over Kofi. I think at this point, it's just yeah. it's just done. You know, so yeah, man. And I think it, it part of it. I think is what we're saying that you know Kofi didn't didn't change and it's not a good thing in this sense because it's the story got serious and he got serious at times but then he's doing certain things like again the, the pancake things i think always starts it off in a weird foot 
It's like, why are you still doing that part? But beyond that, he I don't think he's Randy takes it up a notch. And now I'm starting to see it in the light of I think Randy is is without Randy. This story, I don't yeah. know. I don't know that that Kofi, yeah. how Kofi comes off in all of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm having a hard I'm, time just finding the words for it. But I feel like Randy is maybe carrying the story, and like he lifted it up to a high, to a level that Kofi was never really able to to match. Nah. I feel like I'm like siding. I was siding with Kofi because it was real and. You could feel that at times with with Kofi, but Randy really kind of elevated with like stupid, stupid, and like yes. the way he would use that, and the way he would just like torment and it, trick his antics were, were stupid. Like I thought we would have got, you know, I thought Randy would have left like an imprint on yes, on Kofi, yes, yes. and and somehow he'll come out he come out the story different, not the same, and that would have been would have been perfect. That's just would have been that's just the true. True art of storytelling, right there. Exactly, that's storytelling one on one. Yes, period. that he would change, the character would change. Yes, because this is ten years in the making, and you know, commentary kept on t- talking about that. Like I thought, that's what we was gonna get from Kofi, man. But you know, just hats off to Randy. You know, he's the one that been keeping this story together. Yes, like, yes. like you know what? And I'm glad they're gonna continue it because that's all Kofi got right now. Because I think if he doesn't, without without Randy. He could have been in trouble with somebody else, I think, with yeah. this whole slinging pancakes and thing, because this act is getting old. It is. It is. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I, man, I think he needs to drop it to Randy and, and, or just continue the storyline somehow, some way with Randy, because, yeah, Randy really makes it. And somebody else, I don't even know who that other person would be, to be honest with you, that I would say, okay, I want to see Kofi versus this guy. Like, I, I just don't, I, I'm having a hard time even trying to come up with a name that I would say, yeah, for sure, this person. I mean, once once Kevin Owens is done with Shane, that's another guy that I'm like, I could see Kevin Owens taking the belt, but Kevin is a face, so it's kind of like, you know, you'll have this face versus face thing, and Kofi's definitely getting booed on that one, because yeah. Kevin Owens is over. Yep. Like, is. like everyone's going to be, yeah, he yep. is. He just, he is so over, so more popular and so more like... Like, um, the fans are so much more behind him than Kofi right now. It's not even funny. Um, so, yeah, that, that would be a terrible matchup for him as a as a face. He's just going to get booed, and it's going to be embarrassing, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know who I I mean, Shinsuke, if he were to drop, say, the United States Championship, maybe you have Shinsuke and Sami Zayn challenge Kofi Kingston, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like, Randy right now is it. For yeah. Kofi, he just did. Like that's what's working for him because they have something, they have some history. So that real history, yep. yeah. Like I think he's gonna get that belt off. Like hopefully, maybe even before. Uh, no, the way they, I don't know. They could do that to Kofi. Like take that before title Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Like, they could, yeah, I mean, they could take it off. I, w- I would did okay it before the AJ Styles and Daniel I'd Bryan. Be okay with that. Yeah. If they did it on SmackDown, like yep. this week's SmackDown, that would be totally fine with yep. that. They have a rematch, and you know, even if the and then revival have the rematch get in, be at hell get, so, you know, yeah. even if the revival get involved, like I'm down, whatever, just get the belt off him. Yeah, I, I think it's time. Yeah, I think it's time because it's 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 not it's not working anymore, and it just I, to protect Kofi a little bit, you know, just dro- have him drop the belt and then have him yes, that's, go back on to. the chase. 
Yeah, because yeah. you don't want to let this linger for too long, and then people are just annoyed with Kofi regardless, like whether he has the bill or not. You just let his character just become this thing that people are just sick of, and they don't want to see his face anymore. Like, that would be bad. Yeah. Um, I don't want that for Kofi. So have him lose the belt. It'd be fine. Kofi will be just fine if because he's had a great run. They said 160 days, I think it's he been, did. that he's had this title reign. Yeah. Man, it's it's been awesome, and he's done it all now. You had so a good just, run, right? Yeah, just give it like, to to Randy. Give it to yeah. Randy, man. Me, give it to Randy. I want to ask you real it. quick on a, on the match towards the end. Did you buy that finish? Did you have a feeling that no. Randy was going to kick out off that? Yes, yes. Yeah. Because just the way he sold had, it too, I was like, oh, yeah. he's kicking out. That's why I said he's yeah. kicking out. This, this is not. He's not. No, it's I was not like, good. that's not strong enough to take him out. And he just, uh, Kofi had kicked out of the, the RKO right before that. He did. So I'm like, no, okay. he didn't kick it out. He uh, he put oh, his foot the, on the, the rope. leg. He put the foot on the rope. That's right. That's right. Once again, he still looked kind of weak. Like, oh, he's, he couldn't kick out. He had to put his. He couldn't kick out. <laughs> nope. He was done. He was done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad. And, and the whole thing with, with Randy and the Revival, the Revival had won. If Randy had won, all three of them with the belts, it just would have looked so I great on was SmackDown. Happen, man. Yeah. Man. So, I mean, maybe you're right that, you know, before Hell in a Cell, they'll end up flipping the titles and get the title on, on Randy right then and there on SmackDown or something. That, that, I think, would be a smart idea just sooner rather than later, especially with that reaction. My God. Yeah. It was it was. They, first they booed, and then it just died down, and it was like, you know, nothing. Then it was just like no reaction, mm-hmm. you know, and he's up on the ropes, and he's just like posing, and I'm just like, oh, was, boy, this is sad yeah. to watch now. It was just kind of yeah. quiet, man, just. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's definitely, I think his, his I think his routine is getting stale. Like, you should have been making it more real for you instead of just coming out and slinging pancakes. That's the first thought you got to do is come out and sling these pancakes. Instead of just handling business, you know, yeah. for a defense title. That's your first thought. I'm going to sling some pancakes. After this dude has talked all this mess about yes. your family, you called you stupid, 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 and you go and do, you throw pancakes. Yeah, now you look yeah. really stupid now right. because you're sitting here slinging pancakes after this dude just called you stupid. Read the like, letter that your son wrote him. Yeah. <laughs> Stop hurting my daddy. Mr. Orton. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, let me sling these pancakes. That's my response. Let me sling these pancakes. (laughs) Just what the hell is going on? Like, come on, Kofi. Just getting this dude, man. Just just go out there with the mindset to just handle your business. It's a fight now. It's not not about pancakes. It's not about laughing. It's not about positivity. It's about getting the pride of your family, you know, and just, you know, you, you are fighting for your own... Yeah, because he was saying, what was he saying? He was sort of like vindicated or vindication or something, like after he won two. Like, it's like, okay, he feels like all the, the 10 years and all the work and everything, like now he's, he's or validation yeah, is what he's saying. You know, validation, validation. I don't feel like, that way. I, I don't feel that way at all. For real, like, I feel like you, you escaped. Yeah, <laughs> you barely won. And it felt like you shouldn't have won, really. Yeah. Like, Even if Orton comes out on, on Tuesday, Laying some facts, talking about man, you escaped me. You, you didn't even he beat did. me. I was like, yeah, he's telling yeah. the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did look like a dominant champion, Randy Orton. Still looks just like like he's at a higher level yes. than you are. Yes. So man, and we got a little yeah. bit of 
old like old Randy Orton too, man. How he just came out. He was uh, in the beginning of the match too. He was just clothesline, gave Kofi Kingston a clothesline. He just did a his pose, patented. it. Yeah, you know, Randy pose. In the middle he acted. He did that. He did it a couple yeah. times. I'm like, yeah, this is. I was enjoying that part of it. I'm telling you, there was a lot of little things that Randy was doing that I really enjoyed. And he brought back for a brief moment the punt. Oh, like he was going to yeah. punt him. I'm like, oh my god, this is really old school now, man. We're going back to punt people. If he would have connected oh, on that, man. remember how violent that move was, man? Yes. It was just the way he it was, did it too, and the way he. Uh, I remember how I love the way he kind of sold it. When he first did it to Vince McMahon, I hate to get off top. I got to talk about this though. When yeah. he first did it, Vince McMahon, and the way he reacted, like he he felt he looked like he was remorseful. Like he felt bad. He that felt he had bad. Just, like, killed this old man right. basically. Like, yeah. He was just shocked. <laughs> but it, it, after that wore off, he did it again. Yeah, <laughs> he was a sick, sadistic son of a you know what man. Yes. Like he was that Randy Orton was was awesome. He did it too to I think RVD was another one of the first guys that he had done it to, and just like he RVD was gone yeah. for a while after he did it to him. Um, yeah, that was just the whole thing with the punt is is, is when he does that man like you are out for a while. So, um, gosh, it was that would have been something that would have really taken the story to another <laughs> level. Right. He would have punted. Kofi Kingston and won the title. Oh, <laughs> man. I would have been like, oh, did he just really win with that? Brutal. Yes. Punt to the head? <laughs> yep. And just looks at him stupid. Stupid. Oh, with the man. Stupid. Sometimes we just need to be booking these matches, man. I swear. I'm just, telling right, you, man. Just holding the title over him, man. Just lean on calling him stupid, man. Stupid. Oh, <laughs> he just punted his man. head off. <laughs> it would have been great. Yes. You can't sling pancakes after that, man. Like, it was like oh, that to you. And you slinging pancakes. <laughs> I got a question. What you doing? <laughs> what your priorities are? Yes. Yes. So it's like you're more invested in the pancakes than the championship or your pride or any, your family. Like, come on, man. Right. Like, like your family? You, you rather still be slinging pancakes? Pancakes. Now he went punting your head off and you still slinging pancakes. No, you, you're not taking it seriously. You, you know. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy. All right. Uh, any any last thoughts on this before we move on? No, nah, no, nah, man. We pretty much <laughs> laid that out right there. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's move on to uh, the second the match right before the main event happened, which was the Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns matchup. Um, this matchup, no disqualification. It was what you expected. They fought all around the arena. It was hard hitting. Uh, we both were were really excited actually about this matchup, um, which. I would say it was a shock to, to each of us because, you know, if you would have said Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns a couple months ago, I'm like, what? On And that's going to be almost the co-main event of Clash of Champions? Really? Like, I, I would have just kind of given you a weird face on that one. But, you know, given the buildup, given how the last two SmackDowns went for Eric Rowan, man, like he was really looking like a beast. So I was really excited to see what that was going to look like. Yeah. Um, and we both picked Eric Rowan to to win in this matchup, um, even by heel know, tactics. By heel tactics to find a way to do it. And dude, I mean, well, before I get into the the, the surprise at the end, yeah. oh, I know you're geek for this though. Oh man, man. I, I can't wait. Salivating I can't wait. But before, at that, man, dude, dude I, I know dude, you, you, dude, <laughs> dude. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man. My reaction exactly. Um, but yeah, just. 
Rowan looked great in this matchup, just really strong. Just, you know, it looked like Roman Reigns was just getting it, just the brakes beat off him, basically, yeah. for the whole matchup, you know, and, and just throwing him around. He had that sick power bomb uh, through the table. That was crazy. Um, just just so many. Like, he, he did a choke slam through a, a table on the outside. Um the, they used the the camera uh, crane again. This time it was Roman that threw the camera crane onto uh, or into the face of Rowan. And then he hit him with Superman punch outside. It was a good match, man. I actually really enjoyed this matchup. Um, it was close, actually, to to the Sasha-Bailey matchup at times. But I still... Sasha-Becky matchup, sorry. At times. But I still put the Sasha-Becky matchup ahead of this one. But I was really enjoying this matchup. And then, you know, Roman Reigns is at the top of the ramp, and he does this, ooh, ah, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a crazy spear yeah. because he's really That's having to charge this right. up. Me too. I'm like, oh, from the top of the ramp? Oh, man. This is going to be one of the <laughs> sickest spears ever. I mean, it's like, God, man, I want to see what happens. And he's running, and he's running, and then he gets big booted, and I didn't catch it right when it happened, right? So I'm watching it, and I catch the boot, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why does he look? And, and I saw the face. And it was the face of Luke Harper. <laughs> and I just stood up and arms wide like, yes, he's back. Because, look, every and I said this on the last one. Like, every, I keep thinking of Luke Harper during the storyline. Yeah. Like, as Eric Rowan is doing all this, I'm like, man, Luke Harper would have been great in the spot. Luke Harper is so, you know, like, he's a star to me, man. Like, he's got all the tools, you know, fit in the ring. He can do things that a guy his size should not be able to do. Um, and so I've just been missing Luke Harper. And to see his face, I was so happy. It just it just made any like qualms I had with this pay per view kind of go away. And I was just so excited to see this man, dude. He's he's one of my favorite guys to watch. So Luke Harper, big boots, Roman Reigns, yes. and the crowd even was like, "Oh, it's Luke Harper!" And you can hear them saying, "Welcome back, welcome back." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Yeah. This is awesome." And so basically, have the Bludgeon Brothers back together again. <laughs> um, just. Roman was done. I was like, Roman's dead. He's finished. Like, they're going to kill him right now. Like, he's done in this matchup. Um, and, yeah, Luke Harper gave him a sick clothesline, like a spinning clothesline yes. to knock him down. Um, then you had the Iron Claw at the end by Eric Rowan. Um, got the pin. One, two, three, one. It's the reuniting of the, the Bludgeon Brothers. It's going to be interesting to see where they go from here in terms of their characters because Eric Rowan now, he's speaking. He's exactly. No one's going to tell him what to do. So how's that going to play into his, his relationships? Plans. Right. Like, is he the mastermind? And Luke Harper is kind of like his backup. Like, how's that going right. to work? Um, I'm really interested in what they do with these two characters, which is funny because when they were the Bludgeon Brothers, I actually didn't like the Bludgeon Brothers thing with, like, the sledgehammers. Uh, like, I thought that was kind of yeah, goofy. We, I remember us talking about this, man, with them goofy hammers, man. Yeah, it's just I, I didn't like that at all. But this version of this team, I'm really excited because, again, we have like the character of Eric Rowan is more interesting now. Luke Harper, I already feel like is super talented and underrated. I mean, he's a superstar in my book. Um, and just that potential, I should say, superstar potential. I feel like I see in him. Um, so to see them together, man, I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And they just look scary. Like if Roman now. Uh, you had sent me a text, and I tried to avoid it because I wasn't far enough in the pay-per-view to, to feel safe about maybe not getting spoiled. Yeah. But you sent me something about Daniel Bryan, thinking that maybe Daniel Bryan would show up or that they he would team with, with Roman Reigns. 
Was that after you saw the matchup or before? That was before, man. It was like just oh, okay. hit me. So I'm thinking, I'm like, what if? Because I remember him when Daniel Bryan was, you know, starting this new Daniel Bryan character. And our, one of the first things he talked about when he brought Rowan, he talked about his intellect. So what if he decided to run with his plans? And he's just doing it like him taking that iron claw was all a facade. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. My head was just going a thousand. Yeah. I, like a thousand times, man. Like, I was just trying to think about this. Like, would they actually do that? I'm just giving WWE just too much credit right now. Like, is it just, it would can be it be just so simple? Great. I think that would be great, actually. That would take <laughs> this whole master plan, to, <laughs> I think, to another level. If Daniel Bryan was so intent on just, getting Roman Reigns that he was willing to take an iron claw from Eric Rowan in order to sell Roman that he was innocent. By the way, uh, Roman Reigns still owes Daniel Bryan an apology. Yeah, what day is this? Throw that out there. This is, so this all happened on the 3rd. So we are at, let's see, 7. It's the 16th now. 14, 15. Fourteen day fourteen, we'll uh, call it. Right. We'll call it day fourteen. So we are fourteen days and counting. Roman Reigns, you still owe Daniel Bryan an apology. You still own that apology, and we're gonna keep counting. We're gonna keep counting this. So yeah, um, I think now one of two things is gonna happen. What you just said, I think, could be amazing. I think that would be great if Daniel Bryan was actually still behind this all along, even though he took the Iron Claw, which would be kind of similar to like a Vince McMahon storyline situation. Because I'm, yeah. I, I think Vince McMahon too from the the Undertaker and the Ministry was was getting you know attacked by them too, and so you thought it wasn't him, but then it turned out that it he was. was that it higher was power that was controlling everything, <laughs> right? So. It wouldn't be, like, crazy for them to have Daniel Bryan still do this. So I think that is one option. Another option is you have Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan team up against the newly reformed Bludgeon Brothers. Um, But that could still lead to Daniel Bryan turning on Roman and showing, like, hey, actually, it was me. Um, But I I think that definitely we're going to see a tag match, probably maybe at Hell in a Cell, that they would tag up to go against Mm. uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. That's 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 interesting. Uh, maybe a tag match. We'll we'll see. I, I'm hoping that maybe we'll just get like he'll just pop up, or maybe he'll asking for an apology. They come and then he'll just get the bludgeon or former bludgeon brothers to attack yeah. and say like it was me, or just say it was actually Eric Rowe. It was his plan. I'm just following his plan. Like remember, yeah. I told him he was an intellect. So, you know, we'll see, man. You know, and by the way, yeah. man, Eric Rowan's new music, I didn't want I didn't even talk about it last week. I I'm yeah. digging his music, man. It sounds like yeah, me too. It sounds like some shit about to go down. Like you hear yeah. that, like, you know, he could be Roman Reigns could be in the middle of a speech and all of a sudden his music kicks off like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes you think. Like yeah. that old shit moment, like, oh yeah, this dude, Eric Rowan. Like I so yep. his music is good, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I liked it too. I liked it too. I think it's it's a great fit for him and just how scary his character is trying to be and like it just it's a good fit for him. So yeah, I am I'm really excited to see where this goes for both Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Uh, and we'll see if it was Daniel Bryan all along. Um but yeah, Roman Reigns, get that apology in, man. Daniel Bryan, so far he's he's still proven he's not a liar, so he he's owed <laughs> that apology. Innocent <laughs> until proven guilty. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. So I'm definitely still looking for an apology. <laughs> um, before we get to the main event, uh, they did announce when the draft is going to be for Raw and SmackDown, October 11th and October 14th. Um, October 14th because it's going to be uh, Friday Night SmackDown by that yeah. time, which Friday Night SmackDown I think starts October 4th. So right. yeah, man, we are. It's right around the corner. Getting We're getting close. there. So just, just want to yeah. throw that out there since they put out those official dates here uh, during the pay per view tonight. Um, so let's get into it, man. The main event Universal Championship matchup: Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. Um, I said it like that, Braun Strowman, because I just feel like I'm just gonna go ahead and cut to the chase. I feel like the man got buried. I feel like it's it's done, you know, for like like just to you had he, to he say it, the loss. Man. Hold on, let's, let's I had break to say this it. down, man. You had to say that. I had to say it. I think he just buried Braun Strowman. I think he did. For Braun Strowman to take a loss like that, a clean loss to get just—I mean, yeah. sure, it took but it's, four in the end, curb it's, stomps, it's a clean loss, clean, and like it just looked weird. Like Seth doing that to Braun, Braun, I, I, like it's just—it's over. And there's no like Braun can't say anything. He can't be like, "Oh yeah, well, I want a rematch because you know you barely no, you got you got beat." Period. You got beat. You looked good up until the the very end because he went off the top rope and he hit his big splash. So that was cool. Um, there were times in the match where he just looked dominant, especially in the beginning of the yeah. matchup. He was using his strength and power and all that. Um, and you could say he's quote unquote protected a little bit because when he hit the splash, he he hurt his knee. So you can say, well, you know, he hurt his knee a little bit, but uh, it just looked bad. I thought it was a bad look for him. And to take those curb stomps and then get pinned clean, I'm like, this is just. And you could feel the crowd when he kept going for the pins. When Seth kept going for the pins on Braun after the curb stomps, the crowd was booing as each one was they about was to happen. Booing. They're and like, you know what? They was booing heavily too. Even after yeah. the pin, they was booing heavily, man. Yeah, and rightfully so. Like rightfully so. Really? Come on, I don't man. care like, if you did one more curb stump than. Uh, Brock Lesnar with the pedigree, like no man, dude, that's Braun Strowman. Now he's the, like, oh, man, now he's the Monster Slayer, bro. Now I, this is which, so, this is so like hokey. Now I'm the Monster Slayer. Yeah. I'm the King Slayer. I'm, I'm the, the Beast Slayer. Slayer. I just need to add another to my collection. <laughs> what is this, man? Like he, oh man, people are about to start hating him now, man. They yeah, are, were they already there? Yeah, John Cena, the new Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, Roman looks great by comparison now, yeah. man. Like he just took a pin to Eric from Eric Rowan, you know? Like he's right. just he just made like, him look good. Yeah, putting people over, going against Buddy Murphy, giving him a shot, you know? Like saying, man, who is this guy? Like right. Eric Rowan is putting people over now, but Seth, man, what the hell's going on? I don't know. Yeah, he, he's just—I I don't know, man. I, I don't know if people are 
like smart fans are booing him too because of what he was saying about AEW or just not AEW. What he was just saying about John Moxley him leaving and yeah, he took his ball right. and went home. Yeah, yeah, and talking about how their company is like the best company, you know, best wrestling company product, best you know promotion. Just hands down, like he's not being realistically at, at all. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's having like a I don't know disconnect with fr- fans as well. It might play a part, I, I believe. But yeah. he it just seemed like he's just on his high horse right now. Yeah. Yeah, it just uh, what everything you just said, it doesn't help the situation, I think, for a lot of the smart fans that are that are paying attention to everything that's going on, to all the interviews and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely rubbed me the wrong way a little bit because the way that he talked about even the people who have a problem with the booking, right? Like, you know, he's defending the company and he's coming out and saying what he's saying. But the problem that people have with the company is more for people like, say, Ember Moon or Buddy Murphy, who seem like they're not getting the the respect or who are getting booked poorly. Not Seth. No one ever said, hey, Seth is being booked poorly. You know, Seth, if anything, has been booked strong as hell. And like everything is, is seems like everything is going his way. Whereas other people who we like Shinsuke Nakamura at the time was not on television for months. You know, Finn Balor was in a kind of championship and wasn't on television. These guys, what, they're, they're yeah. just as good, if not better, than Seth Rollins as a wrestler. But Seth Rollins is getting a lot of TV time. And these guys, even when they hold belts, sometimes can't even get on a pay-per-view card, let alone pre-show. <laughs> you know, so it just it's just weird. And then for him to come out and be like, yeah, you know, so, you know, show me another company. Like the people who are complaining, you know, da-da-da, like the internet trolls, you know, they can, you know, show me another company where you see them putting on the amount of shows that we do in a year, yeah. you know, and, and all this. And it's like, dude. Just staying your lane. You're saying, and just God. well, it, but here's the thing: like the stuff that, like, no one again is complaining about how Seth is being booked. What he's not addressing is some of these other superstars. Like, why is like Buddy Murphy got drafted from 205 Live and then was not on television? Period. For like half a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? The revival was getting booked like like they were just trash. Like the one of the Man. best tag teams on the planet yes. were getting booked terribly. You know, so like all of that was happening all at the same time. So that's why people were pissed. Like it was literally becoming a really bad time for wrestling fans who know of how how good things were for these guys when they were in NXT or in indie companies. Yeah. You know, and then they get to Raw and SmackDown and it's just like they're just treated like trash, basically. Um, so that's really what was going on. So to hear from him or to hear from Roman or anybody else that has been treated really well, and then they're just saying, oh, I think everything's great. I don't know what, what, what the big deal is. Yeah, of course you don't know what the big deal is because everything's great for you. You know, I would love to hear Asuka come out and say what you're saying, but she won't. And, you know, a surprise, surprise, right? Because she's getting booked poorly. Where was Asuka on this card, you know? Where to be like, from, man? She's in a tag team called the Kabuki Warriors. Right. They cannot even get a match on SmackDown anymore. Just can't. Just can't. So, you know, it, it's so I think that I do think plays a part in it. Yeah. And, you know, I am a fan of Seth Rollins, the wrestler. I don't know him as a person. What I see on, of him, I see through interviews and I see through like um, up, up, down, down, you know, like and he seems like a cool dude there. Like it's fun to watch him. But, you know, that it did rub me the wrong way just because it's not him that anyone is saying, hey, he's not getting treated fairly. Um, so there's that part of it. Now there's the booking. 
which again, now the booking is not his fault, right? That's the WWE creative, you know, making these decisions saying, hey, we want Seth Rollins to beat Brock Lesnar, to beat Braun Strowman, you know, and, and do all of this. So it, it's not his fault. He's just going out there and performing. So, you know, this isn't personal towards Seth, but from a creative standpoint, it's like, why are you, you got to be aware of yeah. the crowd reaction and what's going on. And you're trying to book him as a superstar, yet it's having the opposite effect. Like, people are not like, feeling like he what he's doing. He took a frog splash from Strummer off the top rope and kicked out. Why? That's ridiculous. <laughs> that should have been the end of the match. Exactly. Braun, Braun Strowman like, oh, was up there. He just won. He just beat Seth doing a frog splash. Oh, it would have been perfect. Okay, cool. That would have been great. That's understandably why. I under, he's 385 pounds coming down. Yeah. Crushing he said him. it was like a truck just fell on Seth Rollins and he kicked out. Really? <laughs> like, was the Seth Rollins Superman? Like, what's going on here, man? Like, what? What? I just it, this is the, I would the, love the to hear, stuff. I would that, love to hear his explanation how he rose the occasion on this one. Because last one he said you can you he you know he had the WWE universe behind it, which rightfully so he did for that pay per view. But for this one, clearly you didn't. No. So what you gonna say then? Just he's just, just better than Braun Strowman. <laughs> just, it wasn't Braun's time, right, it's man? Just that's not his time yet, yeah, man. Like, who is you, dude? Talk, <laughs> yeah, seriously, not your time yet. <laughs> yeah, okay, dude, no, I swear, you're him. like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, like even from last week, he was saying he's the best wrestler on the planet, and it, oh it, it was like crickets. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, nobody that, oh, resonated man. with that. That's another thing, too, just in the, the most recent thing that he said that probably led to some of the reactions here being a little bit uh, worse for him is that comment, too. Just saying you're the best wrestler in the world, and you're, like, and you're going against Braun, you're getting ready to beat Braun, and people can feel it. They're like, oh, my God. Like, he's just getting forced down our throats now. Like, this is just, like, he literally, everything I, I'm saying, I feel like I've said it about John Cena. I feel like I've said it about Roman Reigns. They just have this thing like this is their way of building a superstar. And it's like they're force feeding him to us in this way, trying to sell us on he's the greatest ever. You know, it's like John Cena, same thing. Oh, he's a big, big match John. You know, like he always wins the big matches. And, you know, like he's the greatest, w in my opinion, he's the greatest WWE superstar ever. Like disrespecting Stone Cold, The Rock, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, you know, Hogan, like all these guys to like. He's better than all of really. Are we what? What are we doing? Ric Flair? Like, are we, are we seriously doing this right now? Like, let this man's career be over, let him be gone for a minute, and then you can put him on the Mount Rushmore and say, okay, let's compare him to some of those guys. But he's still around, he's still on the active roster. Just let him be him. Stop trying to make him the greatest. That's what they're doing with Seth now. Yeah. Like, it's it's Seth's turn to be that guy, and it's just, I, I don't like it. It's like. The WWE doesn't know how to make any, know how to build faces anymore for some reason. Like, yeah. we could say they know how to build a badass heel, which they do. They they excel oh, at yeah. that. They do great with heels. But with faces, yeah. it's like, once they get the championship, then what? They Then the crowd starts to turn on them, start to get stale of their, sh uh, of the things they used, you know, they do, like with Kofi, like, you know, with that, which I can't really. I can't even blame myself on that one. It's just, you've been doing that New Day app for over three years now. Yeah. You know, power of positivity, especially with Randy. Now you're still slinging out pancakes. You haven't changed yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Even with uh, Becky at times, yeah. too, after she got the belt from Ronda. You know, and, yeah. and Charlotte as well. But 
even she, even her momentum died off too. It's mm-hmm. like they don't know how to keep it going, man. Like it's just certain wrestlers that work, I guess. Yeah, and I feel like they don't recognize that. that like you know, they I think they pick someone and they just try to make it work, versus finding who it's working for and going for with that wrestler. Yep. Like there's a, there is a difference. Like so again with Seth. It feels like it's something that they're trying to manufacture and make happen and turn him into that guy. Whereas you had a guy like Finn Balor who everybody was behind this guy. When he first started, everybody was behind him. That demon character, people they just loved it. And you just did not ever let him get there. He won the Universal Championship, got hurt, came back, and it was just like nothing. Yeah, he got the Intercontinental Championship. That was cool, but... It's still, you didn't put him back in that main event scene, really. It took Roman Reigns to say, hey, I'll give you a shot at the Universal Championship after you won a WrestleMania because you haven't gotten one. Like, damn, really? Like, what are you doing? You know, Shinsuke Nakamura, when he first came up to the main roster, everyone loved him. It was natural. WWE had to do zero work to get Shinsuke Nakamura over coming off of NXT. Like, he was already set. He was ready. And they, again, they just decided, nope, we're not going to do it. They booked him poorly. It died down. It picked up again after Royal Rumble. And then they turned him heel. What? Like, what, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like again, they they choose to, to pick a certain superstar who they say, yeah, this person's got a look that I like. You know, they've got the, the, the features that I like, mm-hmm. you know, so let me pick this person. But then the people that are actually, like, the crowd is behind, that they're feeling at that time, they don't make that audible to say, hey... How about this person? You know, like even a good example actually is uh, where maybe they did do it. Well, I'll give I'll give them this credit with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch was not a part of their plan. No, no, right? She exactly. was not going to be yep. that person. They didn't pick Becky, but Becky turned herself into that person. So to their credit, they I think it was over so overwhelming, almost like a Daniel Bryan situation where they were just kind of forced to just have her be add, a part of add, this and then put her in that spot. Had to be added to the storyline now. Yeah, like you exactly. couldn't ignore her anymore. Exactly. You know, now unfortunately, it hasn't had the staying power because she really hadn't had a, an opponent to really make that work anymore. Yeah. But that was a situation where, yeah, you see what's happening. Just go with it, man. Like the crowd is eating this up. Go with it. You know, and they don't always do that. Again, Finn... Shinsuke, those are two of the most egregious ones to me that I've ever seen. Where it's like, man, this is this was tailor made. When they came from NXT, they could have just been given that championship. Just say, here you go, guys. <laughs> like, just run with it. Let's see. Let's see the demon on these pay per views. Let's see, you know, the the extraordinary man on Raw and SmackDown. And just like you, the the fans love you. Let's just go with it, man. And just let's see how far you can go. And yeah, they just don't they don't do it. So I don't know. To your point, yeah, when it comes to faces. They just they struggle with that. They do. They they, they just struggle. I, I really think they do. Like I, I see it. See it. I see it now. Like they, you know, you did it with Bailey when she first debuted. Like how do you mess that up? She was super over on NXT. Yeah, that's the reasons why she peaked at NXT because of that. Because you guys flopped with with uh, with Bailey. You did it with Oscar. Yep. Like man, yep. it's oh my god, Oscar. Bro. Yeah, that's that's another yeah. big whiff too. Yeah, and now you did with Braun twice. Like, you ride his momentum that one time. You do it again the second time, and he, he's right back to the bottom where he started. Like, that what th- throws me off. And they're probably setting yeah. up for, you know, well, we already, well, we'll get there now. But 
Yeah, well, let, let's let's just get right into it because you know we basically talked about the matchup. You know, Seth Rollins ended up beating Braun Strowman. He won off of I think it was four curb stomps and a, and a pedigree yep. uh, just for good measure. He threw in a pedigree and then hit him with another curb stomp. So you know that all happened. He won the championship. He's up at the ramp. The logo showing as if they're going to go off the air, and then the lights go out, and you hear the sound, and it's it's the fiends uh, mute um, uh, like little background effect that you're hearing and it going on. And so then you see the fiend, and the fiend he has him in the position for Sister Abigail. He hits that lights turn off, turn back on. He's holding Seth Rollins' head, and then he hits him with the mandible claw, and you know Seth's writhing in pain, and he's just kind of like. You know, basically just destroying Seth Rollins at the end of the show, um, setting up their matchup for Hell in a Cell. So I'm seeing this and I'm enjoying the the like just seeing the fiend and enjoying seeing him, you know, do this to Seth. But I hate this matchup. I, I just I don't I don't like this matchup because I'm I don't think. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think just, just say it out think, loud. I don't think they're going to have Seth Rollins beat the Fiend, but damn, this is, I am nervous that they're going to do something stupid here. <laughs> like, I am really nervous that they're just yeah. going to mess this up. It, it worries you, know, you like, huh? It does. It really does. And I, I feel like this is a, a lose-lose situation because even with Seth, this is this is a terrible matchup for Seth to, to have. Because the fans are already booing yeah. him. Now he's going against the Fiend. Oh, he's, he's getting right. booed out of that building. Right. Like, right. He's going to get a huge ovation, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is, this is like, you know what it's going to feel like? It, it's borderline going to be when CM Punk went against John Cena. Oh, yes. That's what I'm anticipating. Yes. I'm sure. Legit. I'm like, sure. we will riot if the Fiend loses. Yes. Like, it'll be one of those yes. situations. And I think, like, to your point before, man, like, I think it's too early for The Fiend to be in a title contention. He just needs to be still getting billed. Exactly. It just, it just, like, they're just rushing into this one. And and, and now, so let's take a step back because we did just mention how, you know, like with Finn Balor, with Shinsuke, like, they should have just let them go and just go with that, right? So with those guys, I feel like it's a little different because we're talking about a monster, like, heel character. So with this type of character and with him being more of a almost like an Undertaker-esque type of thing where he, he could be just dominating and destroying people, like he's an attraction. So I think that's a different situation where you just keep, can let him continue to build. He's a he's brand new. Even The Fiend wasn't on NXT. Yep. So we have only seen The Fiend have one match, whereas Finn Balor and Shinsuke had wrestled and become NXT champion even before they came to the main roster. So I just want to make a clarification there because, you know, for people that might be confused, like, oh, you just said Finn Balor, you know, push him, but then you're not <laughs> wanting to push The Fiend. You want to wait on The Fiend? Like, which, guy, which way are you guys going? So I just want to clarify yeah, that. I yeah, think there is a distinct difference in their in their characters and, and the Fiend, again, being a monster and a heel character. And with Seth Rollins, too, who is they're trying to push him as the face. But clearly he's going to be a heel in this matchup, like not by character, but just the fans are going to boo him out of that building. Yeah. Like it, it, this is bad. This is bad. Like, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if somehow down the line that Seth becomes a heel again. Just the way. I think he needs to do that. Right. I think and it's that sad. We got to talk so about better. that, man. But I think yeah. he has so much potential being a face. It's just the way they're booking him, man. It's just Correct. stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah, I, like, you're OP for no reason. You beat Brock in that ridiculous match, and then you beat Braun here in this match. You, you take a frog splash from Braun. 
Dude, get the hell out of here. Kick out. You yeah, kick out? <laughs> Braun Strowman, a frog splash. Just then, listen to what you just said. Braun Strowman hit a frog splash on Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins hit <laughs> What? <laughs> what? What are we doing? Now he has to fiend. It's just ridiculous. Man, like, I guess I just add the fiend to my collection now. Oh my god. <laughs> the Fiend Slayer. I'm done. I'm taking a break. If that happens, dude, I don't know, man. Oh, I might not. Oh, I'm definitely taking a break, man. I'm like, man, dude. we just you know, we just do the podcast. Focus on NXT and NXT and AEW. Yep, exactly. It'll just be a Wednesday Night Wars yeah, podcast we'll for take a minute. A break because until they figure some stuff out. Dude. I, oh my god. I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous that they might actually have Seth Rollins beat the Fiend. At that point, then that's it. Because that's it's it. possible that's the story. because you know, this is this is what WWE does now. You know, hey, AJ's on pre-show. <laughs> Come on, man. This oh is God. the new WWE right now. This yeah. is this is what it is. I can't believe this is the world we're living in. Sad but true. <sighs> Top stars on pre-show. I'm still tripping about that shit. <laughs> man. I'm just picturing man. Seth Rollins beating the Fiend. And just being like, yeah, I'm the Fiend Slayer. <laughs> and having his Tron be Fiend Slayer. As soon as he says, says those words, people are going to be heavily booing him. I'm going to boo him. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, great, Seth. Fiend Slayer now. Dude. <sighs> Here it comes, Fiend Slayer. Fiend Slayer. Oh, no. And here's the thing, too, with the Fiend. Like, let's say he wins the championship. But now we're just anticipating... Who's going to be that person to beat the Fiend? And if it's done in the wrong way, you're going to kill the Fiend's mystique early. You know, like, it, it, it just yeah. seems like a character who just still needs to get built up to really, like, a, a high, high level. Like, wow, he's he's really gone on a tear to yeah. the WWE. Right. He's and just, he's not one but, of those characters yet that transcends wins and losses. Like, he's, no. he needs to be built the correct way. Just because of how Bray's... Uh, white character in the his first character like the Abigail sister character that was like yeah. you you beat them you booked them so weak you have yeah. nothing but to go up with this guy you gotta book him strong yeah you have to you have to I'm just I'm 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 just nervous man I'm nervous for him because it's such a great character and it's just the the Firefly Funhouse had just turned into something that at first was like. Man, I don't know about this. So, man, this is amazing. I can't. I can't wait to see the next episode. And then the fiend just finally seeing him wrestle against Finn Balor and just the aura and the feel. I mean, I've rewatched that matchup now. I don't know how many Same times here. just because of just the feeling that it gave me. Man, it just. I just feel good every time I see it. Like, wow, they did this in wrestling. Like this. This is. This is a moment. Like this is a moment I'll never forget. Um, and I just want to keep reliving it, reliving it. So to take that and basically in his second matchup say, not his second match, he's fighting for the Universal Championship. Wait, what? Already? Like, come on, guys. Just take take your time on that one. Book him, book him against other, you know, big names, let's say, you know, but to have him fight for the championship and then the loss, I'm just trying to picture, like, what's that going to be like? For, what does it look like for the Fiend to get pinned or to oh, take a no, loss man. in any that way. That would be a disaster. That would just be like, you might as well just be waving your flag now to AEW because you're telling them just to, all right, you guys won this. You won the war. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. I, I'm, we'll see. We'll see. If, if, they, if they were smart, honestly, like, 
you find a way to work your way out of this matchup <laughs> being like a championship matchup, honestly. Like, I don't know. Make it so that The Fiend doesn't care about belts and he just wants to destroy Seth Rollins. And then he just does that. He just destroys him. And then you kind of move on from there and, you know, just just not have him fight for the but championship. But then he has yet. the belt, though, man. That's the problem. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. even want The Fiend to go no- nowhere near that Universal Championship belt right now. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, but because the fiend, like even the fiend holding the belt, be like, why does the fiend even care about a championship? Like, what does that mean? Maybe they can tell a story to where you know they make sense of it. Like it's more like, oh, this is what's important to you. So I'm I'm gonna hold this over the WWE's head to kind of torment the WWE uh, universe or whatever mm-hmm. with it. I don't know. There's got to be a logical way for this monster character to really care about you know winning a championship it's got to be more about just like he he just wants to dominate people and punish people you know versus like hey you know i I, i'm wanting a championship to validate me like i don't that doesn't seem like the fiend's character at all um so there's that part of it that kind of makes me feel weird weird about this um i I don't know it just feels booked wrong at this point with the fiend you know it's it's i hope they find a way to make it all work. Um, he's a great character, and I hope they don't they don't kill his steam before it really got a chance to truly take off. Yeah, it's a lot of hopes right there, my friend. A lot, <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Man. It's WWE we're talking about, yeah, so you definitely sound I'm nervous. Man. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oof. You you got you got every reason to be feeling worried, man. Every reason because of what they've done before. So I, I feel the I feel the exact same way. I don't want to see this I, it, I don't even want to see this match that's the issue too Like it's, yeah. it doesn't help out the Fiend it doesn't help out Seth so you guys shouldn't be doing this it's too soon it makes sense for the Fiend and Braun to do it right. like you said before last week without the belt hell yes. yeah I would love to see that man it makes for a great storytelling match between these two because they share some history but you know and then let Seth figure things out you know him being a universal champ but that's how you do that for Bray Wyatt character just add some Absolutely. more depth to his character now he just beats Brian yes. he's taking care of business taking care of loose ends so yes. to speak man like no ah oh, man I'm going straight for the universal I know. championship which he never talked about no <laughs> not one time like where's he's been talking from? about like his old character you know, yeah. that's not him. So it will make sense for him to move on to Braun, who's someone that represents the old Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. To kill more of what made him what he was before. Yes. Yeah, just, yeah. Like you said, settling loose ends. That would that story would just be great. Oh, man. I don't know. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do here. Um, yeah, so that that's how the show ended. Um, you know, cool visual from The Fiend uh, over Seth Rollins, but not really feeling the way of the direction they're going with this whole feud and, and potential championship matchup at Hell in a Cell. Uh, we'll see where they take it from there. But overall, just kind of like a, oh boy, uh, feeling with, <laughs> with all of this <laughs> as, yeah. as we move forward to Hell in a Cell. Um, before we, we wrap this up, I do want to mention that they did uh, a chronicle for Sasha Banks. Yep. We talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Um, I think it's really cool to check out. It basically talks about her uh, time away from the WWE and kind of some of the struggles she had and how, like, um, just a brief, like, little talk about it or to talk about it a little bit. Um, she talked about, like, a lot of her troubles or a lot of her feelings um, uh, started 
around when Paige got injured um, and, and fans kind of getting on her on social media and destroying her in the media, basically, that blaming her for uh, Paige's injury. And then uh, she talks about at WrestleMania, like just feeling like, you know, empty and feeling nothing, like no emotion uh, during yeah. or before their matchup on the way, walking down the ramp uh, for their match and then looking out to the crowd. Um, and just, yeah, like kind of dealing with depression and just wanting to go and feeling like that was probably her last match ever. Um, you know, and um, uh, Bailey, she t- she had to tell Bailey that was one of the toughest things she had to tell her. She told her husband, uh, both of them. It seemed it seemed like her husband was like, you know, you're not doing this at first. You're, you're not, not going to quit. But then seeing the way she felt about it, she said he said, you know, I support you. Um, and so it just seemed like she was going through a lot. Uh, she talked to Bailey about it. She said that was hard yeah. telling telling her best friend that uh, she she was going to leave. And Bailey didn't really fight her on it because I guess she kind of saw like how the, the build up to all of this and just the struggles that yeah, Sasha man. was having. She was definitely there for um, her. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Just I think it's really cool for people to check out because you know I think there's been a lot of rumors around what had happened and and. You know, this kind of hearing it from Sasha, what she was going through, I think it's it's just uh, worth giving her the, the 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 platform to speak on it and to be very vulnerable. And she, like, in true Sasha nature, man, like, you can see the emotion on her face. She, you know, she's, she wears her emotions on her sleeve yeah, and, you know, she breaks does. down a couple times yeah. on the on the special just talking about this. So, you know, I'm... I'm Wanting to hear her side and get her word, uh, get uh, her version of what's happening versus just hearing the rumors. So, um, yeah, definitely think it was worth the shot. It looked so far so good from what I saw. Yeah, man, definitely from my point of view, it did. I, I just like how, you know, they're they're showing they're sharing this story from her perspective. You know, just breaking it down and what was her catalyst of her going down her, you know, downward spiral. I guess so. Yeah, it was definitely from what I've seen so far, definitely good, man. Yeah, so that's WWE Chronicles, Sasha Banks. That's on the WWE Network, so definitely check that out. Um, but, yeah, uh, any final thoughts on Clash of Champions before we call it a, a show Man, on this one? Man, you know what? I felt like Clash of Champions, you know, how you was talking about the Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks, how that was match of the night, and it started at match of the night for me, but the way it ended, that's how I feel like my day was. I had a good-ass day going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Bears won. You know, by a field goal kick, which was awesome. He knocked it out 52 yards, you know. Exact opposite of uh, what happened with our last kicker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Double doink machine exactly. over That's here. That's how we stuff. didn't, you know, we got <laughs> kicked out the playoffs in here. You know, he, he made it, and, you know, now we won and won, which was great. And, you know, but I, I kicked off my day good. I, I got a good workout in. I actually took a nap, too. Found some time to take a nap, played my game a little bit, played, uh, played my game with my son. So, even though my fantasy team lost, it wasn't that bad. I lost about a point. No, not a point, uh, about 10 points, but it was whatever. I'm still one and one. It was a rough day. Yeah, it was across the board. Man. I saw everybody. Across the board, everybody sucked. <laughs> I was like, they what is going on? What's going on? Yeah. But, you know, I was oh like, goodness. whatever. You know, it was just one of those. It's, it happens, but I, was, I shook it off. And then we start with Clash of Champions. And I'm like, I'm like, this this is what it is with wrestling, the WWE product. This is this is how I end my night. This is what I talk about on the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> it's rough, man. Yeah, but I'm glad it ended well because I got to talk about it with you and you. We both 
heard each other's frustrations. Yeah, we we got we we uh, I don't, we had a therapy session we on this. Right? We, did. we really did. We had, we had an Alistair Black yes. moment. You know, yes. where we got to talk about this a little. Yes, bit. That's what it was. Today. Just what we're feeling. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, this pay-per-view was a mixed bag. There were some things that some decisions I did not like at all. Um, there were some decisions that I loved. Uh, bringing Luke Harper back is awesome. So excited to see Luke Harper back. Um, so really, really happy about that. The revival, winning the titles and the way they did. Just, I mean, I didn't like their decision making at the end, going for the submission versus just taking the pin um, and wasting time like that. But overall, just seeing them um, become the first tag team ever to win the NXT cha- championships. The Raw Tag Team Championships and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships is a great moment and well-deserved for that tag team. Um, You know, uh, what was the other one that I like? Oh, and Sasha Banks. I mean, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, that matchup, match of the night for me for sure. Just really enjoyed that. Um, Wish it would have finished. I think that would have made it even better. Would have put it in the category for a potential match of the year type of stuff. But, you know, it, it, it was what it was, and I still enjoyed it, and I, I still feel like it was my favorite matchup. What, what was your fat match of the night, then, if it wasn't that one? I, I would go with the Roman Reigns and uh, Eric Rowan. That was my favorite match. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. That's Fair what enough. it was. It's surprisingly, yeah, that it was. For me, I didn't think it would, but it, it was. You know, it would have been that's for crazy. It could have been for Kofi and, and Orton, but yeah. Orton should have came out with the belt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that pay-per-view was, uh, was weird, bro. It was very weird. It was very weird. Um, I, and Loki, even though I'm, like, not really feeling what Bailey is doing with the character, you know, that was just such a funny moment seeing her win <laughs> by heel tactics and run full sprint away. Run, I was, run. Dude, I laughed out loud, man. It was great. Oh, I actually really got the enjoyed hell out that. of there. That's all I know. Grab that title, had that look. I'm like I got to get the hell up out of here now, man. <laughs> so good that like so if they play it for humor, because again I laughed and I felt good about that. Like so if they if they find a way to play that for humor, I think that can work long term. Because um, yeah, evil Bailey, I don't know if I see that, but like kind of a new day Bailey, <laughs> where you know where and then we're heels. Like I could I could see it. I could see it. Like she's having fun and she's being positive, but then she's kind of. Like doing underhanded things, but then claiming she's still a role model. Like, dude, th- there's a way that that can work. I feel it. So hopefully, hopefully she figures that out because I'm I'm rooting for her to figure it out. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, that's pretty much it. We'll see what happens. And yeah, the fiend. Oh, just don't mess up the fiend, please. WWE, don't mess up the fiend because that that would be just a damn shame if you guys my did that. My fingers are crossed and my toes for sure. Yes, yes, man. All right, <laughs> cross everything, man. Cross everything. Let's just let's just hope. Let's hope together. All right, that's gonna do it for this show uh, for the Clash of Champions recap. Just raw reactions right after it all capped off here. So that's gonna do it for Devin. This is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.